The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that, opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised. On November 30th, 2021, the community of Oxford Township, Michigan was stunned by tragedy. Four young lives, Madison Baldwin, Tate Meyer, Hannah St. Juliana, and Justin Schilling were taken at Oxford High School just days after students returned from Thanksgiving break. Now the teenage shooter has pleaded guilty and in an unprecedented turn of events, his mother has been convicted of involuntary manslaughter and his father awaits trial for the same charges. I'm Vinny Politan and on this week's Court TV podcast, you'll hear Jennifer Crumbly, the shooter's mother, testify in her own defense as James Crumbly prepares to face a jury himself. Have a listen. This is the Court TV Podcast with Vinny Politan. Do you swear or affirm the testimony about you as a truth officer? I do. All right, thank you. Would you state your name for the record? Start with first and last. It's Jennifer Crumbly, J E N N I F E R C R U M B L E Y. Go ahead. My name is Jennifer Crumbly, and I'm the defendant in this case. And how old are you? I'm 45. Mrs. Crumbly, can you? I, the jury has heard so much testimony. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. If there's, I'm going to go a little bit faster through things, and if there's something we need to explain, um, or if I'm cutting you off, let me know. Okay. Okay. And you understand that as I speak, you have to wait for me to finish speaking. Correct. Okay. 
So, Mrs. Crumbly, very briefly, go ahead and tell the jury what you did for a living. I was a marketing director at a real estate acquisition company. And how long did you hold that position? Five years. Now, does that kind of position include any kind of presentations or public speaking, anything like that? Not a lot. Okay. And how do you feel right now about talking to this jury? Um, public speaking is probably my biggest fear, so very nervous. Okay. And um, at times, um, you have been upset during this trial, is that correct? Correct. Um, are you okay to keep proceeding? Yes. Um, I want you to tell the story just a little bit about about your personality, and I think you've seen some of it on the videos. Is that fair to say? You have. Okay, let's talk about when you have a really stressful situation. What is your, like, let's say an animal dies in your family or a person dies in your family. How do you, how do you handle something like that, news like that? Um, I go into a go planning mode. Um, I internalize things, and my reaction is to take care of other things that may have to be taken care of, like um, financials or things that keep the house running. Um, I just I tend to hold things in, and I let it out when I'm alone. So having a lot of emotions for me is, is difficult. Now, in this case, um, aside from this case, is that true in other situations of your life? Yeah. Um, Can you give the jury like an example? Yeah, my um, my husband had a hard time holding down a job after his mother passed away. Um, so when he would lose a job, I would actually be the one finding the ones for him and sending them from Indeed or Monster and taking taking plans of how we're going to put certain things on payments. Um, it's just I take control of things. That's just what I do. Okay, and you. Um I want to talk to you. You mentioned your husband. How? When did you and James Crumbly meet? Um, in October of 2004. And how long have you been together then? It will be 18 years this September. And are you still together and married at this time? We are. Have you spoken to him recently? No. How long has it been since you've spoken to him? A little over two years. So since the day of the shooting? Correct. Or that shooting, the day yes. you were arrested? Correct. You have a son? Yes. The jury's heard a lot about your son. Okay. I want to talk about your son prior to November 30th, okay? Okay. Tell the jury how old he was at that time. He was 15 years old. And tell, give the jury an idea of about what kinds of things he was into, what his hobbies included, Oh, he was really into bowling. He was actually really good at it. Um, he was into metal detecting. Um, he was into. What do you mean by metal detecting? He would. Um, we have a metal detector, so we would go to the beach, or we went to Florida, out by the ocean, or the, the neighbor's yard. They weren't there anymore, so you go in the neighbor's yard and see if you can find old old coins or cans or whatever he would find. But he really liked that. Um, he was into. Uh, his BB guns and target practice. We had a half acre um, of land in the village of Oxford that went straight back. So in the backyard, we set up little targets that we got from Amazon that you can just kind of shoot down, like little whatever. Um, see, he was into he was into his video games. Um, he did soccer from age three until ninth grade. He was a, he had a lot of different a lot of different interests. Coin collecting. Do you have some interests? I do. Okay. We've heard about horses. 
I like horses. Um, I also snow ski. Um, I'm a big reader. And I worked a lot, so I didn't have a lot of time to do the reading. But okay, now when you say snow skiing, did you ever work? Oh, back up. Were there any activities that you and Ethan enjoyed doing together? Yes. Um, I joined the ski patrol because the family can ski free um, and also to help people out. So I got him into skiing at the age of seven. And he would come out to, with me on my patrol shifts and come skiing with me. So we were in that together. What about horses? Did he ever go out to the barn with you? He did. Um, but he didn't really like horses. The one horse I had was kind of aggressive, so it intimidated him, and it kind of turned him off from going to the barn. It's kind of boring if you're not the person with the horse. There's a lot of standing around and a lot of nothing. Okay. So what, would you spend time together with him at home? Yeah. Okay, tell the jury what kinds of things you guys did as, together or as a family. Um, we did a lot of board games. Uh, we also had the um, virtual reality set for the PS4, so we did a lot of the Beat Saber. You can probably Google that. I don't that. even know what you're talking about. It's, a, um, it's like you're holding lightsabers and it has music, and you have to like hit the beats, but it's all in 3D. So it's a virtual reality headset. Okay. So um, you would do that with him? Yeah. Okay. Um, we had a pool. We liked swimming together. Um, I mean, really just normal stuff. Okay. Did you do holiday things? We did. Give us some examples. Um, so every year for around uh, Thanksgiving, I always cook Thanksgiving dinner. Um, the day after, we would go cut our Christmas tree down. And then um, we would decorate that weekend. We would watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, Halloween, we grew our own pumpkins. Um, so we always carved and carved our own pumpkins and had a whole bunch put around the house. Um, Easter, we just, you know, it's normal, normal family stuff. Did you have um, an interest in like home improvement kind of stuff? Yeah, um, our house was an auction house. Um, so basically it was wrapped in blue tarp when we bought it at auction. So we've been trying to improve the house since 2015. Um, so we new roof. Um, Exterior, exterior, and then we, I've been working on exterior and interior ever since. Um, were there things that um, your son was interested in outside of video games? Was there anything academic that he was interested in? He really liked history. He was a big history buff. Um, we can play Trivial Pursuit, and he would get me in history every single time. Um, but that—that's probably his—that was probably his only favorite subject. The rest he could do without. How did he do in school? He did good if he applied himself. Um, his problem was he didn't try as hard as I think he could, so he was, he hit up and down grades. I would say he was about average. Okay, and when you say about average, um, was that something that you talked to him about? Was that something you monitored? Tell the jury about that. Yeah, um, you heard about the Power School app during this trial, so I had it on my phone, and I was on it multiple times a day. And his, his grades will fluctuate based on what assignments the teachers turned in on the PowerSchool app. Our biggest struggle with him were missing assignments. That was the one thing we battled all the time. Why was that a hot button issue for you? Because there's no reason why he should have missing assignments. He had a homeroom class and get assignments done in. Um, there were, um, you talked about your job. What were the average hours you worked a week? Um, I usually worked, I got to the office between 7 and 8 in the morning and leave anywhere between 4 and 6. And we've heard lots of evidence already that was family friendly. Yeah. Were you able to go and leave and go as you needed to? Pretty much, yep. 
Um, did you care about your job? I did a lot. Okay. Explain, um, did you have any changes in positions over the year or year and a half, two years before this? I did. Um, when I first started with the company, I was hired in as a social media coordinator. Um, I stayed in that role until about 2020. I got promoted to director of marketing, um, and I, I held the position until I, I was terminated. And you were, um, did you work during COVID? I did. I worked remotely for about six months during COVID, then I went back to the office in, I believe it was August of 2020. Did you enjoy work? I did. It was fun. It was um Marketing's it's exciting, and I like doing graphic design. Um, I did. I really liked my job. Now, the jury already heard about Brian. Brian testified. Correct. Um, tell the jury about Brian. Um, well, I've known him since high school. We've been friends since then. Um, you know, uh, he's part of the horse community. He has horses. And um, as you heard yesterday, we did have an extramarital affair. That was probably the... Extent of Mark, but yeah, but we were we were good friends too. How often would, in terms of the affair, how often would you spend time together with Brian during 2021? Maybe an average of once a week. Okay. How Less. long did how long did the affair last over? Uh, about six months. Do you feel like that affair caused you to neglect Ethan or not spend time with him? I'm sorry, your son. In any way? No. Explain why why you don't feel that's the case. Because when I met with Brian, it was in the mornings. Um, on his way home from the station, he would pass my work. And so the time I was coming to work, we would meet at the Costco parking lot. And that was it. He'd go out about his day, I'd go about mine. And is it fair to say that you lied to keep that affair going? Yes, I did. And what, I apologize if I... I asked this, I might have, I just did not bring notes. Did you say the, when that, the date range that that started? It was around spring of 2021. Okay. And did, as far as you knew, did you ever talk to that, to your son about that? No. And did you ever talk to your husband about it? No. If anything, you lied, lied to him about what you were doing, or lied by omission, not telling him. No, yeah, I, I, as far as I knew, I was going to work in the morning. That was, yeah. Um, outside of those morning times, how many other times would you say you and Brian got together? It was two or three. Um, I went on some business trips where I would stay overnight, and he would meet me. He would meet me at the hotel. So that happened two or three times? Two or three times. Were there other business trips you took where he did not meet you? Yeah, there was quite a few. Um... When Christy Gibson Marshall testified, do you remember who she was? I do. Who was she? She was the assistant vice principal. And she she commented, she knew Ethan in elementary school, or she knew your son in elementary school, correct? Correct. And she said, she testified obviously already about recognizing him. Did that surprise you? No. She also mentioned something about emails with you. Do you recall having email exchanges with her? There is one with a, regarding his report card, um, getting additional help and, and math. Was there any time at that point or into high school 
that you ever had to email with teachers about discipline issues? Not discipline, no. How often would you email about missing assignments or grade type issues? That was a regular, regular thing. Okay, and you said you monitor power schools every day. Approximately how many times a month would you say you went to the teachers or was it weekly? I don't know. It would be, um, I want to say it was on a regular basis, but when it happened, it was a series of messages. Um, he'd be struggling in geometry, and so me and the teacher would message back and forth quite a bit, and then he started getting better, and it was die off. So it, it, was, it was sporadic, but it was a lot when it happened. Now, um, we saw pictures of your house. Yeah. How did you feel about seeing those pictures? Horrible. Okay, why is that? Because um, my son has a very messy room, and it was right after Thanksgiving, like right after Thanksgiving, and we hosted Thanksgiving, and um, it was pretty messy. It was kind of embarrassing. Okay. Really embarrassing. Explain the two-bedroom thing, or what was going on with that? Um, so Ethan, sorry, my son, um, he had one bedroom, and it got out of control. And every time I go to clean it, I just shut the door. I just didn't want to deal with it. So then I told him he could just use the guest bedroom until I could get his room deep cleaned. Um, the day before Thanksgiving, I was deep cleaning because we have people over every Thanksgiving. And my intention was to clean both rooms, but I caught my oven on fire in the self-clean mode. So instead, of, I had the fire department out and everything. Um, so instead of getting his rooms clean, I'm just scraping out the black charcoal stuff inside your oven so I could cook dinner the next day. Um, but yeah, he was in a second bedroom because I just, I didn't want to clean his room anymore. It was just, it was enough. Did you have any plans um, to do anything with all that stuff? Yeah, um, we're going through a lot of stuff because he outgrew a lot of the clothes and the shoes. There's a lot of toy-like things that he doesn't use anymore, so we're just going to pack it up and donate it. Okay, and when were you planning to do that? Between Thanksgiving and Christmas before he got new stuff. Now, we saw a video, um, I guess I want to talk to you about, there's one friend in particular your son spent a lot of time with, correct? Correct. Okay, we're not going to say his name, but let's just refer to him as the friend. Okay. Okay? Overall, was that his, your, was that your son's only friend? That was his only friend that came over. He did have friends that he talked to during school, but that was the only one that he spent time with outside of school. And how often would you say he came over? Oh, he used to walk home with them every day um, from school. The summertime, he'd, come camp he'd go on camping trips with us. Sometimes he would spend more than a week with us. He, he, he called him my second son. Okay, he was the second son. Did you know he was going to be moving away at any point? N not that abruptly, no. Okay, so when he moved away, is it fair to say it was a surprise to you and your son? It was. <clears throat> Um, what kinds of things would the, would the boys do together at your house? Oh, they go down to the lake and go fishing. Um, they would walk to Little, Little Caesars or Frosty Boy. Um, they go in the backyard, shoot the BBs. They go swimming in the pool. We took them bowling a lot. They just did a, they played video games. Now, when you, so when you had him over at the house, or I guess, was it, was it more common for him to be at your house or for your son to be at, at his friend's house? My son has never been to his house. Okay, why, why is that? Um, because he had OCD, not my son, but his friend had OCD issues and he didn't want other people in the house. 
at your house, did did that friend exhibit any issues? No, not at all. Okay, so were you surprised when you when you moved? Yeah, very surprised. Um, we saw evidence that you had Life 360 on your phone, mm -hmm. and it was on James's phone, right? Correct. Can you tell the jury what Life 360 is, what the point of it is, why it's on the phone? It, um, it's a family tracking app, so you know where people are at. Uh, my, my husband's mother-in-law got sick in the middle of April, and instead of me worrying about where he was while he was down in Florida with his mother and I was up here, we just installed the app on his phone so I knew if he was at the hospital or if I knew he was at his dad's house. So just that way at the bottom, I always worried about, worried about him and places he goes. So it was just one thing that eased my mind a little bit. Do you, um, is that something you frequently text, uh, message your husband, where are you, where are you, where are you? Mm-hmm, a lot. Okay, so the jury's gonna see the entire stack of exhibits. If they go through all of your messages, how often a week would you say you're on top of him about where he is? Daily. What about your son? Were you worried, ever worried about where he was? I mean, not during the day, he was at school. If he didn't get home from school the time he was supposed to, I would worry about him. Okay, and um, did you ever ask James about him in your in messages? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the prosecution uh, introduced evidence that makes it sound like you and James only talk about these horses. That should have formed the question makes it sound. And this is direct exam across, so there should be not any questions. Okay. Um, how, often, how often would you say you discuss your horses versus your son when you're messaging each other? A lot more than I would, a lot more with the horses. Why is that? Um, because my horses, at least, were accident-prone, um, and my husband didn't know a lot about horses. They were more my thing. With him working from home, a lot of times I'd have him go out and check on them, tell him what to do. Um, he started getting into them. He had questions. I knew my son was at school. I knew where he was at during the day. I could talk to him after school. Horses can't talk, so if something's wrong, we've got to kind of figure it out. But, yeah, we talked a lot about horses. Would you... Is it... Fair to say that, did you have additional conversations with James about horses and or Ethan? Yeah. How often would you and James talk about or talk to Ethan? Well, talk to him every day. Um, talk about him probably every day, too. Okay. What kind of, did Ethan have scheduling things you had to work out? Yeah, he, um, he, he had bowling practices throughout the week, bowling matches, and he worked part-time at a diner. So we had, a, we had to work out transportation and scheduling with that. Um, in terms of your relationship with your son, how did you think your relationship was? I thought we were pretty close. Um, we would talk. We would, I mean, we did a lot of things together. Um, I trusted him, and I felt like I had an open door and he can come to me about anything. I mean, I felt, I felt as a family, we were, we were, the three of us were really close. Okay, you're getting I a know. lot of, no, it's okay. You're getting a lot of redness here. Is that normal? Um, yes, because I'm talking in front of people and my nerves act up. So I get splotchy and I might break out in hives and I apologize. Okay, but you are okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Um, so with regard to, to your son, did you ever go through his text messages, go through his bedroom, um, what kind of a parent were you in terms of going through those things? I did not go through his text messages. Um, I didn't have a reason to. 
his bedroom, I would go through when I clean it, and I'd come across things. I'd look through it to see if it was something he needed to keep or throw away. Um, but I never went through his text messages. What about, you did say you went through his grades. Correct. Um, did you end up having discipline issues with him? A couple of times we did, yes. What kind of things would those be over? Uh, missing assignments in his grades. Okay. Well, any, any other things that were discipline issues? No. At school or at home? No. <clears throat> Was there ever a time where you took away your son's phone? Yes. Okay, do you recall when that was? Um, I don't remember exactly. I just know um, he got really angry about it. But we took him away a couple of times. Um, we've taken his video games away. Um, Why did you do that? Missing assignments in his grades. Okay, so same stuff. Same stuff. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about some of the text messages. Um, and you would agree the prosecution admitted some text messages about one of those times when you took away his phone. Correct. Okay, so we'll get there, okay? Um, I want to talk about mental health. Did you ever believe that your son needed mental health treatment, therapy, counseling, anything? No, I mean, there's a couple of times where Ethan had expressed anxiety over taking tests, um, anxiety about what he was going to do after high school, whether it was college, uh, military. So he expressed those, those concerns to me, um, but not, not to a level where I felt he needed to go see a psychiatrist or a mental health professional right away, no. Did you ever deny him or say, no, I'm not going to take you to a mental health professional? Did he ever ask you? No, I mean he. One time, um, when he was talking about what he wanted to do for the for his future, I don't know. He just he was feeling really down about it and stressed. Um, we did we did. My husband did call his school counselor to try to talk to him because they do a lot of future academic planning with the tech school. Um, was that a mental health issue? No, it was more or less addressing what was upsetting my son at that time. Okay, and what was the what was upsetting him? The fact that he didn't know what he wanted to do. His grades weren't that great, so he was stressed out about getting into college. Um, he just he was just having a hard time with his future goals. Was there ever a time he was considering military? He talked about it, yes. Okay. Any other things that he talked about? Um, he wanted to be, he wanted to go into video, he wanted to design video games. Um, he wanted to own his own, own car shop, like, not be the mechanic, but own the shop that mechanics worked at. But that was about that was about it. Okay. Um, were there other kinds of health um, treatments you you did get for him? Like, did you take him to the doctor? Yeah. How often or for what? Um, when he got sick, if it was obviously uh, well during COVID, it was different because every little thing. I freaked out about, so we'd take him to get a COVID test or take him to the doctors. Um, but growing up, it would just be if he had a headache that persisted for quite a, for longer than a week. Um, but most things are not nothing serious. Did you was did he have insurance? Did you have insurance coverage on your son? My husband did. Okay, always, or were there times where you didn't? All the way up through. 
October of 2021 when my husband lost his job and I was going to add him on to my health insurance in November of 2021 at the end of the enrollment period. That was the only time that insurance lasts with him. Was that one of the outstanding things going on on the day that all of this unfolded? It was. Despite, um, in addition to physically going to the doctor, did you have access to some kind of virtual plan? Yeah, through my company. It's called Allied Health Network. It's a virtual, it's a virtual doctor's visit. Um, and actually, the, the prescriptions were free, too. They didn't cost anything. So we use that. If we had strep throat, you can take a picture of the throat, send it to the doctor, and they can, they can treat it from there. Were there times that you called that uh, did virtual visits regarding your son? Yeah. And were there times, did you ever go to an urgent care or anything like that? Yep. For what kinds of things? Um, well, usually for sports physicals, but if he had a really, if he was younger and had a really high fever and his regular doctor couldn't get him in, we'd take him to urgent care. He's never had an injury or anything, so mainly just that. Was there ever a time that he had an issue with a mole on his back? Yeah, he had um, a mole in the middle of his back. And when I was putting sunscreen on him, I noticed it changed color. So I made an appointment for the doctor to take him in to take a look at that. Now, that was when he was much younger, correct? He was about seven, I believe. You mentioned something about headaches for a week. Uh, you took him to the doctor. Was there a time where he had a headache issue? Yeah, he was getting really bad headaches that we couldn't figure out what it was. Um, when was that? Started started young, probably around five, five years old, and he kept complaining. Um, the doctor doesn't really see anything. Uh, we even got an x-ray of his head to see if there was any bumps. Is that because of relevance when he's five or six years old? I, just, I, was asking, I didn't know what it was. I was just asking <coughs> if she got a medical... But it's care. gone on through the years. It, it, okay. okay, go ahead. Um, so then we found out that he needed glasses. So around eight or nine, we got him glasses, and that didn't work. Um, he, when he, we, he got x-rays done for dental in middle school. We found out he had a severe underbite, which was causing tension in the back of his neck. So we got him braces in... Mm eighth grade and once he had his braces that seemed to fix the headaches okay now with the braces was that was that an easy process no why not because he's horrible at brushing his teeth um he went he went use the water pick we got him um he went brush properly he would constantly get cavities in his braces so we end up taking the wires out because one time he had 13 cavities under the braces and we're trying. I'm sorry. Prior to him getting braces, did he ever have cavities? Um. Yeah, he had a few. Okay, but did the braces? Was it more after the braces? Yeah, because he wasn't brushing properly around his braces, so there he was getting them under, and we had to get the wires removed and take them to get those filled until we could get the wire put back on. So it was like an off and on procedure. Yeah. Um. I want to go through some exhibits for you that, with you, that the defense has proposed as exhibits A, I'm sorry, B through XX, and I'm going to ask, I wanted to add one more on as YY. Judge, the counsel's proposed a number of exhibits from, appear to be from Facebook, not from a subright extraction, but from Facebook. Some predate the incident by years. So, as far as relevance, Judge, I don't mind any exhibits around the date of the offense or even the relevant time periods. 
spring of 2021. But prior to that, it doesn't appear to be relevant. Your Honor, the, the, they have the specific pictures I was using since October. The specific pictures, isolated, not all the pictures, but specific pictures I was using, they never filed a motion to exclude any of those. Okay, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have to, right? Okay, so we'll go exhibit by exhibit. I haven't seen any of the exhibits, so they're, they obviously will be treated differently. Okay, can I, Your Honor, would you like me to bring you the hard copy, and then when the, if the exhibit's okay, we can put it on the screen? Yeah, if it's admitted, we'll put it on the screen. Okay, yeah. and um, I did them just... They have a copy, have copies of all these. Yes, okay. Right. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them, so. And we've, um, I've actually had them redacted and then sent the redacted version to cut out the faces of any minors. Okay. Okay? So I'm going to bring the court um, what's been marked as B through, this is by Y if it's admitted, B through YY. Okay. May I approach? Sure. Okay. Now B is um, I now I have a, a little bit of a problem because I was going to have my client hold those, so I don't put them on the screen. I because I I don't know which ones if any of the prosecution will stipulate to. Um, so I can I can give you a Okay. So the first exhibit proposed exhibit is B. It's, um, it's several. You have several pages. Um, it shows thumbnails throughout the years, so the jury can see the variety of things posted on. Because the prosecution introduced text messages. How many pages is B? I believe it's fourteen. They're just like um, thumbnails. I'm not going to go through each thumbnail either. I'm just wondering where does the second one start? It's C. Exhibit C. Exhibit C would be the next exhibit. Okay. Do you recognize what what the court has just handed you? Yes. Okay. What what is in Exhibit B? What does it appear to be? Um, these are pictures I've posted on Facebook. Okay. And there's a lot, lot, lot of them. Is there's, that a fair statement? Yes. Okay. Are those, um, those are all the pictures you posted on Facebook? Are, they're not from any, they're from the whole period, correct? Well, what means the period? Well, when did those start and, and go through? Um, I would say mainly 2020. I don't think there's any dates. I can, I can tell by the... Looks like from 2020 to 2021. Now, those, do you post on Facebook a lot? I do. Like way too much? I do. Okay, so I am not gonna go through every Facebook post you've made. You understand that, right? Yeah. Okay, would, would this exhibit give the jury an idea of what you post about generally if they just took a look at the variety of pictures? Yes. I have to object to relevance. Again, from the time period that's relevant, I have no objection to these coming in. But even the defendant doesn't know with specificity when these were taken. She and says they start in 2020. She thinks. No, I know. 
And there's there's no there's no dates on there. Yeah, you'll have your turn. There's no dates on there. And um, if it's from the spring of twenty one onto the shooting event, that's fine. That's the, the time we talked about. You specifically asked that you guys not talk at the same time. Sorry, yeah. I did. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. so B appears to be a thumbnail version of pictures. The rest of the exhibits are pictures with dates next to them. Okay. And that might be the best way to go through which ones are from the right date and which ones aren't. Okay. Well, date wise, um, this happened um, November 30, twenty twenty-one. That's right. And. Um, Things have been put into evidence with regard um, to the defendant and the shooter um, as early as April of 2020. March. March. Okay, so. Yep. Your Honor, I believe they've gone back longer <coughs> in terms of some of the testimony that's come out. Well, I guess I was going to say that. So I, I don't think that the pictures starting in 2020 are, are that remote. I, I don't know if there's any. I, I don't know if there's anything amongst those pictures that is particularly problematic. It's hard to look at them all, but the time frame in and of itself, I think, is appropriate. Well, there are some, just so the court's <coughs> aware, there's 20, supposed to be 2017, 2019. Those are in the following ones where I did picture by picture. So those those will go through after this exhibit. This exhibit B um, is 2020 and 2021. Okay, so just with regard to the time frame itself, I think the time frame uh, is close enough in time. So um, I'm, I'm going to overrule an objection okay. with regard to the mission of those pictures just based on the time frame. All right. But I, you know, th there's a lot of little pictures, so I, you know, I don't know if any. And no, it's fine. We can go exhibit that. by exhibit. I'm sorry? I said we can go exhibit by exhibit. Okay. In the, pic the pictures in 2020. The pictures in Defendant's Exhibit B are small, so the exhibit contains a lot of little pictures, so I haven't right. looked at those. I assume the prosecution has, so I don't know if yes, any sir. pictures are objectionable but with regard to the individual pictures. So. Just it's the, it's the relevant dates was the objection. Okay. Okay. So, Mrs. Crumbly, the jury <coughs> is going to get these if they want to sit and look at all. Okay. I don't want to go through all of them. There ends up being pages and pages what are all of these? Um, the ones that are on the screen right now is Christmas of 2020 with the two white dogs and us posing in front of the Christmas tree. I'm just trying to get like an over idea of topics. Oh, um, animals, uh, us going on vacations at the Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes, um, Leelanau, camping, holidays, more camping. Horses, garden, my home, my home stuff, cooking, more camping pictures. Um, we got a bathroom remodel. Another Christmas picture. Okay, and so these pictures um, give an idea of the variety of things you posted. Yes. So if your Facebook messages appear to have more discussion of horses, um, how would you characterize the amount of horses on Facebook compared to the rest of your life? Over the last couple of years more, um, it was hard getting a picture of my son when he's, as he got older. He didn't like me taking pictures of him. But yeah, over between 2020 up until 
28 and the 21. Um, there's a lot of pictures of horses. Okay, I'm going to unplug this um, and move to exhibit C. Um, I. This goes back to 2019. I just put like one or two pictures from that year um, as exhibit C. Well, C and D. And so if the court just wants to let me know what. C. Okay, so C and D. She's a, you can identify those pictures. Yes. What's in C? What's the date of it? Um, it is June 26, 2019. Okay, and, and um, what is that? What is it a picture of? It's a picture of my son holding his chinchilla. Okay. And then what about um, picture, uh, let's see here, D? Do you need the date? Yeah, what's the date? It's August 9th, 2019. Okay, and what's the picture? Um, my son petting our horse. Okay. Um, you know, Judge, it's, it's fine. I don't have any problem with you. Okay, so you Yeah, the rest of them. The rest of them? Yep. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, okay, you're talking, you're talking about B through... Uh, I, I don't know if it's just pictures or some others. This goes to tax X, so... I would, and I'm sorry. It should, go, it should go to YY because I added on just one more. So may I approach Mrs. Crumley just to give her YY? Okay, do you want me to give these to Paul to her? Yes, and okay. then we'll just go through each one. Do you agree with all these exhibits or Yes, we just need the dates identified. We'll okay. put those on the record. Well, I'm, I'm not going to hand them to her if I need to look at them first. So. I think they're not objecting to any of them, right? No, no. Okay. No. Okay. So Mrs. Crumley, the jury's going to have access to these, so let's just go through them. Um, we are going to identify the dates for the record, though. Okay. okay. So going to exhibit, um, let's see here. This is uh, C. What's the date on C? That's June 26, 2019. And what is that? That's um, my son with his chinchilla. Okay. Now I'm going to go down to D. What's the date on that one? Um, that one's August 9, 2019. Okay. And what's going on in there? Um, that's my son with our horse. Okay. I'm going to go to E. Um, that's his first day of eighth grade. That's August 26, 2019. Okay. And... Um, it's fair to say that I just picked out, these are not all your posts, no. right? I don't, I don't want to keep rejecting, but the form of the question has to be appropriate. It's fair to say, this is a direct okay. example. I'm asking a really stupid question, but I'll ask, in, I'll ask it in a better way. Am I showing every photo from your Facebook page? No. Um, you post more, or how many, do you post more photos than what we see? A lot more. Okay. We're not going to go through all of them, though. No. Okay? So this is the first day of what? I'm sorry, last day of? It's the last day of middle school. It's the first day of eighth grade. Okay. I'm going to go down to F. What's been admitted is F. What's, what date is that on? Um, October 11th, 2019. Okay. And what's happening in that photo? Uh, he just got his braces put on. Okay. And let's go down to uh, the next one, which is G. What's the date on G? Um, October 13th, 2019. What's happening in G? We're apple picking. Okay. So these are just posts of events. There are things you're doing, correct? Correct. Okay. This one is older. It looks like. What's, or maybe not older, but what's the date on this one? November. This is, I'm sorry, I'm on H. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, go ahead. Uh, November 7th, 2019. Okay, and we see um, your son in this picture on the left, correct? Correct. What's going on in this picture? He's on his, um, it's the ninth grade Washington, D.C. trip with the school. Okay, I'm going to go down to I. What's the date on I? Uh, May 23rd, 2020. And what's happening in that picture? Um, we're, can you scroll up a little bit? We're somewhere up north. I don't remember where, but we're on probably a camping vacation. Okay, he doesn't look thrilled to be in the picture. He doesn't like pictures. Okay. Um, let's go down to J. Uh, what's the date of J? Uh, May 23rd, 2020. Who's in this picture? Uh, it's my son and James. Okay. I'm going to go down to K. Is this, this is a post you made? Yes. What date? Um... August 5th, 2020. What are you showing there? Um, the house when we first bought it and the improvements we made so far. Okay. So this is like a comparison before and after? Yes. All right. Uh, L, what's the date on L? August 16th, 2020. Okay, and there's a large black box out. What was What's under the box without saying who it is? His friend. Okay. So where are you guys in this picture? Uh, looks like we're up north. Okay. Then we're going to go to M, and we're on September 28th. I'm sorry, what's the date of this picture? Um, September 28th, 2020. Okay, what's this picture? That's a picture of my son and our horse. Okay. Um, I'm going to N. Uh, what date is this? October 23rd, 2020. Okay, and what is this a picture of? Something Ethan drew. Oh, sorry, my son drew. Okay, and why did you include this? Why did you post about that on Facebook? Because I, he's always a really good drawer. He can... He just draws all the time, and we got we got a lot of artists, um, actually tattoo artists in our family, a lot of good drawers. So said it was in his jeans. Okay, that's why you said art is in his jeans. Correct. Jeans. Correct. Okay. All right. I'm going to O. Uh, what's the date on this one? Um, October thirtieth, twenty twenty. Okay, and what's one on here? Uh, we are carving pumpkins for Halloween. And there's a big black box. That's his friend. Okay. Um. I am going down to uh, P. What's the date on that one? Uh, November 21st, 2020. Okay, and who, who is around for this picture, even if you can't see them in the picture? Um, it's me and my husband and my parents. We're down in um, Florida uh, over Thanksgiving. And what is this that you're doing? We're playing Dark Tower. Okay. Did you guys play games with Ethan often? Yes. What games did you guys play? We played um, Trivial Pursuit, we played What the Meme, we played Yahtzee, um, we played card games, we played a lot of Uno, um, uh, the one with all the dice, Far Farkle, I think it's called, yeah, Farkle, um, I don't know, we just, we played a lot of games. Okay, I'm going to go down to Exhibit Q, uh, what date's that? Um, that's November 24th, 2020. Okay, and we see, um, who, who's in the picture? Uh, my husband and my son. Okay, exhibit S, what's the date? Uh, January 22nd, 2021. Okay, what's going on in R? Um, my son and his friend are playing Jenga. Okay, um, S, do you know the date on S? Um, can you scroll up? It's, for some uh, this one is different. Well, it looks like it says February 25th, 2021. And what's going on here? What's happening in February of 21? Um, they're at a bowling match. Okay. Now, um, let's go down to T. What's the date on T? 
February 26, 2021. And what's happening here? Um, my stepdaughter came up and visited from Florida, and that's my son with his arm around her. Okay. And um, in with these photos, again, are there, on your real Facebook profile, are there more photos, or is it just what we're seeing? There's more. Okay. So what's the date on this exhibit, you? Um... May 15th, 2021. Okay, and what's the point of this post? There's a couple pictures. I was showing um, our backyard improvements that we've done since we bought the house. Okay, and then um, let's go to V. What's the date on V? Uh, May 16th, 2021. What are you showing here? Our garden. Okay. Now, um, this is W. What's the date on W? May 29th, 2021. Okay, and who's that? That's uh, my son and Dexter, his kitten. Okay. Um, Dexter is mentioned in one of the tapes. Is that correct? Yes. What, how is Dexter mentioned? Um, when we were at the substation, I asked my son why, and he said, because I just did take care of Dexter for me. So when he said take care of Dexter... He's meaning his kitten. Um, X, what's the date on X? May 29th, 2021. Then what's going on on this... On this date? Um, my son and Dexter are just hanging out in his bed. Okay. We're going to go to Y. What's the date on this one? I'm sorry, I was going too fast. May 31st, 2021. Okay. What's, who's in this one? My son and his kitten. Okay. Um, Z, what's the date on this one? June 13th, 2021. And where are you guys? We're at Cedar Point. Is this like a family trip? Yes. Did you guys do a lot of family trips? Yes. Okay. A lot of family trips during summer of 2021? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're here uh, in the exhibit uh, AA. What's that? Yikes, I bumped it. Um, what's the date on this one? Uh, June 26, 2021. What are you showing here? Uh, my garden. Okay. This is exhibit BB. What date? June 27, 2021. Okay. And what are you doing there? In the pool. Did you guys go in the pool with your son often? Yeah, he'd, he'd come join, he'd join us. Okay, and then let's see here. We've got CC, uh, date? Uh, July 4th, 2021. What's going on here? Um, my son and his friend are playing badminton against my parents. Okay, is this at your house? Yes. Um, DD, uh, date? July 11th, 2021. Okay, what is that? Um, me and my son and his friend were, we found a little spot off the Pollyann Trail, which runs through Oxford, and there was some weird big boy stuff going on, so we kind of walked around and checked it out. Okay. Um, let's see here. E.V. It looks like there's two posts on this date. Um, um, what date is that? That's July 30th, 2021. Okay, and what's happening in these posts? Um, the first one I posted... Um, my son and his friend were both passed out from a lot of hiking we did that day. Okay. What about the next photo from... Those are pictures of the campground that we were at. Okay. And so you took... Is it fair to say you had the front end vacation? Yeah, most of the time. Okay. Um, July 31st... I'm sorry. What's the date on this one? I'm on FF. Um, July 31st, 2021. Okay. What is this? Uh, we went to Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes. Okay. And where it says, like, plus 29, what does that mean? There's 29 more photos that go along with that. Okay, we're not going to show them all. Okay? 
All right, we're going to GG. What's going on here? Uh, what's the date? Uh, August 21st, 2021. What are you guys doing August 21st, 2021? Uh, my son and his friend were putting up a tent in our backyard and doing backyard camping. Okay. What's the next one? Uh, you posted this on what date? I posted on August 21st, 2021. Okay, and what's the point of this post? Um, it was a memory from three years ago of my son, his friend, uh, with our horse, and I was pointing out to... Um, to my fr to my son's friend's mom that they were so small three years ago. Okay. Uh, what about this one? What's the date on, let's see here, I.I.? I? Um, August 25th, 2021. Okay, what's this? That's his first day of school. Okay, what grade? 10th uh, grade. And let's go to J.J. What's this date? Um, August 29th, 2021. Okay, what's going on in this picture? Um... Me and, me and my son were taking a picture for his um, old football coach. Um, the son, I tagged him in it. Um, this is the only picture he would take with me so he could say hi to his coach rope. All right. What about um, date on this one, which is marked as KK? Um, September 6, 2021. And what's going on there? Um, my son's leash training his kitten. Do cats ever walk on a leash? It wasn't successful. Okay. Uh, next picture, LL. What's the date? Um, September 18th, 2021. Okay, and what are you doing here? Uh, we rented a house, a houseboat for the weekend, and my husband and I are walking around the outside on the dock and sneaking pictures of the boys inside the houseboat, houseboat playing card games. Why were you sneaking pictures of them? Because they won't let us take any pictures of them. Okay. Typical teenagers. All right, MM. Um, what's that date? September 18th, 2021. Okay, and what were the photos here? It was, I know it was the houseboat weekend. We went to um, Mackinac City, so I think it was something in Mackinac City. Okay, and then the blacked out box, is that the friend? I think it's the, fr I think it's the friend's parents. The friend's, okay. Oh, no, the friend, but I, oh, never mind, I saw, I, never mind. Okay, NN, what's the date on this one? Um, September 21st, 2021. Okay, and what's this? Uh, my son and Dexter sleeping. And now we are at September 20... I'm sorry, what's the date on this one? I'm on 00. Um, September 26, 2021. Okay. What does that show? Um, we were breaking up our side steps of the deck and planning a flower bed in the front of the, in the, front of the house. Okay. So we're in fall... 21, is that fair? Yes. Okay. What's the date on this picture? I'm on PP. October 3rd, 2021. Okay. What's this picture? What are these pictures about? Um, we decorated our house for, for the Halloween. Okay. And then let's go here to QQ. Date. October 9th, 2021. And what's shown in this picture? Our, our front porch that we redid. Okay. Called it a makeover? It was. All right. And then let's go here to RR. Uh, what date is that? October 15th, 2021. Okay, and what are you doing there? Uh, I was just showing the like what we've got so far with the paint job, um, remodeling the living room and dining room, basically. Okay. Um, next one is uh, SS. What's the date on this one? October 25th, 2021. Okay, what is this? This is a text I sent to my son. Um, him and my husband were going somewhere I don't remember. 
but I was just checking in. I said, you guys are okay? And my son made the comment, no, we're in the back of a white van headed to Alabama. Because he's very sarcastic, and I found it funny, and I posted it. Okay. Um, was he... Did he, did, was he sarcastic yeah. or... I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Explain the sarcasm. I mean, that's, a, that's an example of it right there. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he was always sarcastic, always messing around with us. Okay, when you say messing around with you, we're going we're gonna to get that to that when we talk about some other posts. Is that fair? Okay. Okay. So let's go down to this photograph, TT. What is this? What date? That's October 29th, 2021. <laughs> okay. And... Um, what are you doing? That's where we're on the virtual reality playing Beat Saber. Okay. And then this this one, you, you. Okay, what's the date on this one? November 26th or 25th, <laughs> 2021. Okay, and what's going on here? Uh, Thanksgiving. Okay, Thanksgiving, <coughs> is this Thanksgiving Day? Yes. So this would have been Thursday? Correct. Okay. We're going to talk more about the next couple of days more slowly, but I'm going to go through the pictures first, Okay. And then I'm going to take them off the screen so we can talk a little more. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay, so what's the post? What is this post? What's the date on this one, BB? Uh, November 25th, 2021. And what is this picture? What are these pictures showing? Um, uh, our family, my aunt and uncle, my cousin and husband, and then me, James, and my son. And then it shows us um, playing dice. Okay. Or left, right, center. Is this on Thanksgiving? Yes. All right. And then... Um, on WW, what day is this on? Uh, that's November 26, 2021. Okay, and what were you guys doing on this day, um, November 26, 2021, which is a day we're going to talk about in more detail? Uh, we are cutting a Christmas tree down. Okay, and then ultimately we have XX. What date is this? November 27, 2021. Okay, so this would have been uh, Saturday? Yes. And what's going on in this picture? Uh, we got our Christmas decorations and everything out. Okay. Then we have YY. Um, y. What day is this from? November 26, 2021. Okay, and what's happening in this picture? Um, my son and my husband are laughing at me because I dragged them around the whole tree farm to pick the tree. So they were finally happy it was over. Okay. So that's YY, right? Right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this for just a minute, and um, and just make sure that exhibits B through YY were admitted. They're admitted, correct? Yes. Okay, and then the defense is only gonna have one other exhibit, but we'll get to that one. Okay. Okay. So. Mrs. Crumbly, I want to go back and talk to you. We were we went through a lot of Facebook pages, obviously, or pictures. Um, on Thanksgiving, who was at your house? It was my aunt and uncle, my cousin, and her husband. And what did you guys do, if anything, that night? Well, they were they were there. Probably to about seven or eight o'clock. So we played left, right, center, um, just the normal family stuff. Did did everything? Did anything seem off or strange with your son? No. Was he spending time with family members, or was he in his room? What was he doing? He was back and forth. He would come out and play games with us, or when it got to adult talk, he would go in his room and play his video games. Now we definitely saw a lot of his friend in the photographs. 
Were there other times where he would not have his friend with him? Yeah, there are times. Okay. Um, were there? Was he happy? Was he okay without his friend? Was he? How was he? Yeah, I mean, most of the times it was just the three of us. Um, it was usually out of state travel. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay, so on the day after Thanksgiving, do you? What did you do that day? Um, I went shopping. I go shopping every every year, day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday shopping. I wake up about four o'clock and. I go shopping. Okay, so where did you go that day, if you remember? Um, I usually go to Meyer, and then from there I'll head up to Marshalls and Lapeer, um, and then sometimes I will hit the, um, not Home Depot, the other home improvement store, Menards. I would hit Menards. And on that date, um, when you went, it was the 26th, correct? Yes, correct. Um, do you know... When you left your house, did you know what James and uh, Ethan, or your son, were going to be doing that day? Uh, no, they were sleeping when I left. Okay. When you got home, were they home or were they at, where were they? They weren't home. Did they ever come home? Yeah, I, um, I texted my husband and asked where you're at, and um, I believe he called me and told me that him and Ethan were at the Acme um, uh, firearm store looking at guns okay. and then they came home from there okay did they purchase a gun that day they did okay the prosecution provided exhibits showing the receipts all that you weren't with them when they bought the gun no right? i was not okay you did post on facebook a photo of the gun we I saw the, the post correct correct and in the post that's been admitted already you described it as your son's uh, christmas gift um, can you explain who wanted the gun? How? What? What? What was? What does it mean? Um, they had rented a nine millimeter at the shooting range before, so they knew it was the type of gun or the size gun, I guess what it is that um, they wanted to get. And my son and my husband did a lot of texting back and forth. My son did a lot of research on it, and they're comparing different ones that they wanted to buy. Um, that went, that went on for a couple of months. Um, my husband just kind of kept blowing it off, like, not you know, not right now, not right now. And then, I guess when I was out shopping, they said, "Well, let's go try on Black Friday, see if we can get one on sale, if there's any deals going on." Okay, so they ultimately did get one. Right. Um, now, did you object? Did you say, "I don't want that gun in the house," anything like that? No, I was more angry that they cut into our Christmas tree time. Usually, cut my Christmas tree down right after I get back from shopping, but I had to wait for them. So I was, I was irritated at that. When they came home, did they show you the, the gun? Yes. Okay, and what did you guys do? Um, they, they just showed me it was on the kitchen counter, and then um, my husband put it up, and we went to the Christmas tree farm. What do you mean by put it up? He put it back in the case with the cable lock and back in the bedroom. Okay. Let's talk about just guns overall. Um, this jury needs to understand some some details, okay? If I ask a question you don't know what I'm talking about, let me know. Okay. Are guns your thing? Not really, no. Okay, but do you have awareness about guns within your home? I do. Okay. Who is responsible for storing the gun? My husband is. Okay, explain why you say he's responsible for that role. Um, I just didn't feel comfortable being in charge of that it was more his thing so I let him handle that I didn't feel comfortable putting the lock thing on it um, 
I just I just rather just rather not let him do it. And I think in one of the messages that was admitted with Brian, you called it a string lock. Yeah. Okay. Do you understand now it's a cable lock? I do. Okay. So were there ever any times where you would take the cable lock off or put it on? No. Now the, there were prior to buying that gun. Did you? Did James own any other guns? He did. How many? Two. And by two, the jury has seen the uh, Derringer and the Caltech. Were those the other two? Correct. Okay, so those are the other two guns. How were those stored? Uh, they were stored in a safe. Okay, and was that different than the 9 millimeter? It was. Okay, explain to the jury the difference. Um, we, we had a gun safe, so when they bought the, the two other guns, they transported the two other guns into the gun safe, um, and then everything else... Well, I don't know. The, everything went like the cable lock and the other case went somewhere. Um, the nine millimeter was in a case, but it was locked in. The, it was in the case locked with a cable lock. Okay. And how the cable lock that was on the nine millimeter? What did you have to use to get the cable lock open? Okay. Okay. Did you keep? Did you have possession of the key? No. Okay. Where was the key? It was. I collected German beer steins, so it was in one of the beer steins. Where are those located? Uh, throughout the house. We have them on top of the, there's a, a ledge over the refrigerator in our kitchen. Um, so they go from wall to wall. Then we had corner shelves in our house that had them. Um, we, we had a lot. Okay. Did, did you know which particular beer stein the cable lock key was in? No. Do you know if your son knew which beer stein it was in? Uh, no. What about ammunition for the nine millimeter? Was there any bought on the twenty sixth when the weapon was purchased? No. Okay. So that day, um, we saw obviously your Facebook post. Um, you described it as your son's gift. Did he have free access to that gun? No. It it was for him to use at the shooting range only. Was he allowed to take it out? Not without my husband around. Did he know where it was kept? My husband hid it, usually in our bedroom in different spots. Okay. What was the intention of hiding it? That's just what you're supposed to do. Okay. And when it was hidden, did was it locked in any way? It had the, the cable lock on it. Okay. And you again testified about the key being in a beer sign? Correct. Would the beer sign be right by the cable lock? No. Okay, so where would the beer sign be? It would probably be in one of the ones in the kitchen. Okay, so the key's out there, um, and then you've got the... Did you know where the gun was hidden in your room on um, November 26th when you put it away? No. Okay, on November 27th, um, we saw the whole video of you going to the shooting range with Ethan, correct? Correct. With your son, Correct. Correct. Okay, on that day, we see in the video that you carry the gun case into the gun range, right? Correct. Okay, how did the gun get into the get to the gun range? Um, it, well, my husband had got it ready for me and put it in the back of my car, and what I does that mean, got it ready for took you? the cable lock off. Put, um, I guess he put the, the magazine things in the case and put it in the back of my car and then I drove um, with my son to the shooting range with the gun in the back of my car. That's how I got there. Okay. Did you um, did you see him or watch him take the cable lock off that day? No. Why not? 
I think I was just doing something else. I didn't pay attention. Okay, so when you got to the gun range, we saw in the video you carried in, carried to the counter. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay, the jury's seen all this, five bullets, and then you guys go shooting, correct? Correct. Okay, we obviously see you and your son. That shows the whole experience while you're there. Correct. Okay, um, so after, while you're there, um, how interested were you in in shooting that weapon? Um, I I shot it a couple times. I don't know. Shooting's kind of boring. I'm more like skeet shooting, where actually something's going on. So I shot it a couple times, and he did the rest. Okay. And um, did you end up posting something about it being a mother Sunday? I did. How did you feel about that day? I felt. I mean, it was it was a fun day. He asked me if I wanted to go to the shooting range with him, and he's never asked me just me to go before. My husband was um, doing DoorDash, and I, I felt good about it. How many times had you been to the shooting range before that day? Once. And when you went the one other time, uh, who else was present? Uh, my husband. So this was the first day you're the only adult going? Correct. Okay, so after, we see obviously in the video you carry the gun in the case out. Did it have the cable lock on at that point? No. Okay, so what did you do from there? Um, this is when we're leaving? Yeah. Um, I put the gun in the back of my vehicle and drove. Where, explain where in the back of the oh, vehicle. So I, in the back of the SUV, it has a little uh, thing that opens up to where the spare tire is. I put it under there. Okay. And then where did you go? Uh, I went home. And did you take the gun in the house? No. I took the bullets in the house and hit them, and my husband uh, took the gun in the house when he got home from work. Okay, so was there a period of time that the gun was not in the home, but in your car? Yeah, probably for a couple hours. Okay, why is that? I just, I just don't feel comfortable with it. I don't, I don't, that's his thing. Okay, so on that Saturday, um, it was left in a vehicle, and your vehicle was locked. Correct. Do you know if the gun was brought into the house and put away? Yes. Okay, how do you know that? Uh, my husband told me. Okay. Yep. Did you... Did you um, watch him do anything in terms of putting it away, or if you were, if you didn't, just let me know. No, I didn't. Okay. The next day is Sunday, correct? Correct. And on that day, um, was there any? Do you recall any issues with the weapon? Any issues with the gun? No. Okay. Um, now, when. The next day is Monday, is that right? Correct. Okay, what did you do on Monday? I went to work. Okay, and on Monday, we heard the voicemail you got. Is that is that accurate? Yes. Describe for the jury overall what happened or what you were dealing with that day. Um, I received a voicemail on my phone while I was at work. It was Pam Fine, um, the school, one of the school counselors, uh, calling to let me know that my son was looking at bullets in class. Um, she let us know, let me know that um, they had a meeting with my son and that he said what he was doing was wrong, admitted responsibility. Um, they gave him an example about teachers, even they, they, they brew beer at home, shouldn't be looking at it up in school. And it was there, it was, was kind of upbeat. And then she ended up with, um, you know, he understood, he went back to class, just wanted to let you know. If you have any questions, please give us a call. Have a good holiday. Okay. And on that date, did you call Miss Fine back? No, I did not. What was your reaction to getting that message? Um, I mean, it was pretty, pretty black and white. I mean, she said what happened. They seemed like they solved the problem, and I didn't have any questions. Okay. So on that date, um, did you end up saying anything to James about it? 
I believe I did. Did you say anything to your son about it? I did. What did you? And I think we saw text messages. You said, "Don't get, next time, don't get caught." Yeah, I said seriously, looking up um, bullets in school, and then he went through a long couple of texts about teachers looking at his stuff, and he was worried about he was going to get in trouble. And then I said, um, "Next time, don't get caught." What did you mean by that? Um, so there's a an ongoing thing in our house. I would might someone always ask me the trouble I'll get in high school because I was a little bit of a troublemaker because I always got caught. Like, all my friends could be doing the same thing and I'd be the one to get caught. So I was kind of referencing to that. Okay. So you said that, um, and did you feel you had to discipline him or do anything beyond talk to him about it? No, we talked. I wouldn't listen to the voicemail, and that was that. Okay. Now, on, um, I'm going to go back for a couple minutes to talk to you about some exhibits the prosecution introduced from earlier in the year, okay? okay. So I'm gonna start with um, what's been admitted as exhibits 155 through 160, okay? I'm gonna pop them up on the screen and we're gonna just talk about each one briefly. So I'm gonna go to 155. Okay, plug my... Mm. I'm sorry. It's not <coughs> to plug it in. Okay. So I'm going to start with 155, okay? This was already admitted, so we're not going to belabor this, okay? Oh, she doesn't have a picture of Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's not necessarily all this one's in here. Oh. Okay, there, there it is. Okay. So we've already <coughs> talked about this with other witnesses, so I'm going to go a little bit faster. If you need me to slow down, let me know. Okay. Okay. This is Miss um, DeRiker's email with her and Sean Hopkins. She's telling him, um, when you get a chance, can you call uh, your son down to the down and see how he's doing? He's failing my class, tries to sleep all the time in class. Sean responds, I'll catch him by the end of the day. Thanks, just a little worried. And, um, and that's that. You heard testimony about that, correct? Correct. Were you ever aware there was a time where your son was failing a class and trying to sleep all, all in capital letters, all the time in class. I can't remember what class director was, um, so I would probably be aware if he was failing that class from power school, but I was not aware that he was sleeping all the time. So did anyone from the school let you know in May of 2021, hey, he's sleeping in class and failing? No. Okay, that was exhibit 155. Um, and would that show up on power schools, that emails between them? No. Okay, Exhibit 166. This is from September 8th, 2021. Um, it starts off with an email from Miss McConnell to Sean Hopkins. It says, can you please touch base with Ethan Crumley? In his autobiography poem, he said he feels terrible and that his family is a mistake. Unusual responses for sure. He writes back, thanks for the heads up. I've been senior meetings throughout the day. I'll try to catch up with him. Were you aware this was ever a discussion or an issue? No. Were you aware that Mr. Hopkins ever talked to or tried to talk to your son? No. Did anyone ever call you to make you aware of any of this? No. If you heard this, um, how would you how would you react or what would your reaction be? Um, I'd be definitely concerned why he feels like his family's a mistake and he feels terrible. 
So that would be that would be a concern to me. Okay. So you, this is something you were unaware of. Correct. And in fact, when did you find out these emails existed? Um, we started getting discovery. Okay. So in this case. Correct. All right. So I want to go to one uh, one fifty seven. This is on November tenth of two thousand twenty one. Um, this is uh, Miss McConnell sends Sean a message. Ethan Crumpley's having a rough time right now. We may need to speak with you. Um, Sean writes back, I'm sorry I was in a meeting through the end of the day. I'll catch up with him. Um, were you ever made aware that there was some issue on November 10th where your son was having a rough time? No. Did anyone from the school ever let you know? No. Did you ever see anything like this um, prior to us getting materials in this case? No. If you heard um, your son was having a rough time, what would you do to follow up? I would talk to my son, find out what's going on. Okay. And I am going to minimize these for one second. I want to go back to... Um, some other dates that were discussed and exhibits were admitted. And I'm going to go back to March 20th. I'm sorry. Let's start. We want to order. So March 16th of 2021, um, the prosecution has admitted exhibits 85, 86, 85 through 94. And um, let's see here. 85 shows you guys are making plans, and you say, I'm going to get drunk and ride my horse. Can you explain to the jury what you meant by that? And I'll get it up on the screen. Um, I was going to have some drinks and ride my horse. It was St. Patrick's Day. Um, I'm sorry, that's on the, this, that's on the 17th. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay, the 16th, though. Um, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Okay, so explain that again. So let me get it up on the screen, because I'm messing up. Okay, 85. Okay, so 85, um, I'm sorry, you're right. So on page 85, 432 is the page number. You write, I'm going to get drunk and ride my horse. What was your plan that night? Um, I was going to have a couple drinks and go for a trail ride with my horse. Okay, did you do that that night? Uh, yes. And on um, people's proposed exhibit uh, 86, or their admitted exhibit, this was a text thread between you and your son. Um, let's see here. This is a text where the prosecution uh, admitted to show that your son texted you, okay, the house is now haunted. What time was that text at? Um, it says 6.03 p.m. Okay. I don't know if it says minus four. I don't know what that means. Okay, and then um, the next text, some weird just just happens, and now I'm scared. Next one, I got some videos, and a picture of the demon is throwing bowls. I'm not joking, it's up in the kitchen. I'm just going to be an outsider for a while. Can you at least text back? Okay, do you recall this day on March 17th, 2021? <clears throat> It didn't stick out to me until this whole. No, I don't. I, I don't recall it exactly. I just remember it ever since we got discovery on this case. Okay, so on um, 
March 17th, um, there was a point um, when you, did you ever see these texts? I probably didn't. Not that time. Do you recall seeing these texts at any point prior to this case? I'm sure I did, but they didn't, they weren't, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure I saw them, but they just didn't stick out to me until this case. Why didn't they stick out to you? Because it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was anything serious. It was um, Ethan just messing around. you got to explain to the jury, how did Ethan mess around? Um, so he's been convinced our house has been haunted since 2015. It was built in 1920. Um, around that time frame, him and his friend would go down to the basement and play a Ouija board. So they thought we had a house ghost. Um, so it was around that time when he would mess with us that things were going on in the house. Uh, silverware was flying across the room. Um, doors were slamming. He actually took a video of the door and showed me when I got home. And you can clearly see where he's standing back with his phone, looking at the door that's open. You can see him walk up the door, and you can kind of see him slam it, and him trying to say, see, our house is haunted. So it was that kind of stuff that he, he did. Okay, and did that continue on into 2021 when you'd get messages like this? Um, only a couple of times, but I think it just kind of, he just got over it. Like, it wasn't, he got it's <laughs> bored with messing around with the, with the, with the ghost. So. Did you mess around with him? Yes. Okay, what did you do to him? Um, when they were downstairs in the basement playing Ouija board one night, I went and flipped the circuit breaker off in the house, and he thought it was the ghost they conjured up on the Ouija board. Did James ever mess around with you or with Ethan? Um, yeah, a little bit. Give us an example of what he did. Um, he said a lamp fell off a ledge in the basement, and so he named the ghost Victoria, so he was convinced there was another house, house ghost. It was just kind of like an ongoing, like, our house ghost, we called it. My son named it Boris Johnson. My husband named it Victoria. It was just, just kind of, it was just a little phase. Was there ever a time where James pretended he got electrocuted? Yes. What did he do? Um, we were remodeling our living room, and he was taking the old ceiling fan down and having to figure out what wires go where to the new ceiling fan. And as he was reaching up, he pretended to get electrocuted, and he fell on the ground and was shaking. And I ran up, and I kicked him. I don't know why I kicked him, but I did. And then he stopped, and I realized he was joking, and my son had the phone recording the whole time. So this kind of stuff between you, your son, and your husband was like typical joking around kind of stuff. It was. Okay, so did you, when you look back at these texts now, and you see that there's a demon throwing bowls and things like that, now looking back, do you think, oh my gosh, he had mental issues? No. What do you think was going on? what I said that it was just him messing around it only he only, he only did it when we weren't at home and it was for a short period of time and then he got bored okay so on that date the prosecution admitted all kinds of stuff to show you were with your horrors mm -hmm. and James was with your horrors correct correct and you guys were with your horrors correct how long would you have been out there or what was a typical trip to the barn um Usually about three hours. It takes about a half hour to get the horses tacked up and ready. Um, we usually rode for about an hour, and then anywhere from a half hour to 45 minutes to cool them down. And um, with respect to the horses, did you and James go out there? Did you go every day? No. 
How did that work? Who went? How did you guys pick? Um, whoever felt like going or had the most availability. Sometimes I'd work late, you know, past six o'clock um, at night, and I couldn't go. Um, there's nights that my son had to go to bowling um, that had taken. But just how, whatever happened that day, we just say I'm going or you're going or it just was a day by day thing. Okay, so. I'm going to skip ahead. This has been admitted as Exhibit 84. This goes to March 8th and 9th. Okay, do you remember talking about those dates? I think so, yeah. Okay. Now, on those dates, the prosecution admitted Exhibit 84, which is up on the screen. These are texts between um, James and you, and it looks like you're saying you're going to have to skip the barn tonight. Do you recall that? Uh, yes. Okay. And then um, you ask, is Ethan going to bowling? Correct. Um, James says IDK, what does that mean? I don't know. All right, and you ask him about that. Okay, and I want you to describe, what are you doing in these text messages up on the screen here, these four in a row? Can you go back to the green one? Yeah. Okay. Um, here, I'm sorry. No, it's fine, I got it now. I was just texting him, asking him if he was home from school yet. Okay. And if he had his phone on him. So you're texting... I, th I think, looking at this, we must have gotten into an argument about his grades and took his phone away the night before, which is why I was asking if he had his phone on him. Is it common for you to text repeatedly about someone? Are you home? Where yeah. are you? Yes. Okay, so in your messages, is that is it fair to say you're, we're going to see that a lot from you? Yes. Okay. Um... Your husband wrote back, he does not get home till 3.16. Did you know what time Ethan got home every day? I knew it was after 3, like shortly after. I wasn't sure to the minute. Okay, well then you wrote, I want. I told you to pick him up because he's upset and I don't want him to do anything stupid, goddammit. What did you mean by that? Um, I don't know, just if he, I wanted him, if he walked home, I was worried if like he was upset, he would just walk to Little Caesars or Frosty Boy and not let us know and then I'd worry or he'd take the he'd take the route through there's like um, some kind of woodsy area to get the trail to our house and there's some homeless people that live back in there it was just more or less I was just worried about him just not wanting to come home because we got we got an argument the night before so when you say I I don't want him to do anything stupid were you worried he hurt himself or anything like that no and you're James responds, dude, chill, he is fine, and I am trying to fucking work. Your next question, does he have his phone? Is that right? Correct. Okay. Um, and then it, he says he won't answer while he's walking. The exhibit speaks for itself. And then you start up with, I'm seriously freaking out. Is he home yet? And then it looks like a blank message. Yeah. Why are you freaking out so much? Because he didn't tell me he was home. So, and I think he must have, I don't know, with work, I couldn't get a hold of him. So it was like, why can't I get a hold of you? Why, why can't I get a hold of anybody? Okay. Did this concern you um, ultimately that something happened that day, or did this get resolved? I think he just got home, and that was it. Okay. Now, the next day, um, which would have been the ninth, you and James, we can agree, went to the barn together that day, correct? Correct. They, the prosecution provided... A picture, GPS um, exhibits, uh, phone data exhibits, correct? Correct. All right. On that day, we agree you guys are at the barn together. Correct. Okay. I'm going to go to the prosecutor's exhibit 82 that was uh, admitted. Okay. 
and you text, you send him a message to Ethan that says, where are you? Or Ethan sends you a message that says, I'm sorry. You send a message to Ethan saying, where are you? At 3.17 and 32 seconds, UTC minus 5, correct? Correct. All right. So then Ethan sends you all these texts. Can you get home now? I think that someone's in the house. Someone walked into the bathroom and flushed the toilet, left the light on. I thought it was you, but I came out no one was home. There is no one in the house, though. Dude, my door just slammed. Maybe it's just my paranoia. But when are you going to get home? Okay, what what was going on that day? Um, so if you go back to go back to the beginning of the thread. Okay. Is it the beginning? So you can see um, the time on there. That was the time I'd be driving home from the barn. And when I got home, he was asking me why I didn't answer the text. And he said the, the weird stuff was going on in the house again. And that was that. Okay. When you walked in, do you recall discussing these messages with him? Um, it was mainly, I've been trying to text you. Why didn't you answer? And I told he him. He said that or you said that? He said that. And, okay. I, and I told him I was driving home. I wasn't looking at my phone. So what's, why weren't you looking at your phone or what's going on with your, did you have a signal? Do you not have a signal? What's happening? I, I could have had a signal. I don't know. I probably just had my phone in the front seat of the passenger side and didn't look at it. Okay. Um, when you're out at the barn, do you get every text that people send you? No. What's your signal like out there? Um, I have Metro PCS, so it's not as good as somebody had AT&T and Verizon, but there's very limited spots. Um, at any barn I've been at where there's any type of signal, usually you have to find the one, the one spot you'll see everybody standing at talking on the phone, but it's not, it's not all over the barn. What about on the roads to the barn? Um, so that barn we were at, it was between Oxford and um, uh, Groveland area. So all those roads, once I passed a market, it's all, it's, there's no signal. Unless I, until I got up to a fire station, then I have a signal. And then once I passed a fire station, I wouldn't have a signal. Then I hit a grocery store, I'd have a signal. Once I got past the grocery store, all the way to the barn, I had no signal. Looking back on these texts now from March 9th, okay, seeing him say, there's someone in the house, I think. Someone walked in the bathroom and flushed the toilet, left the light on. Do you think he was having mental issues that day? No. How, what do you think, what, what is your conclusion about these messages at this time? He was just messing with us. Okay. Is this the kind of messing you previously talked about? Yes. All right. I want to go to March 20th. Um, this is People's Exhibits uh, 96 through 100. Um, they established on the state you're out of the barn. This is you, yes? Yes. Okay, and um, another picture of you. Yep. And we've got data showing that you were out there. Correct. correct? Okay. And there's a text message exchange that was admitted as People's 96. I'm going to put that up on the screen for you, okay? Okay. So in People's 96, this is between you and your son, correct? Correct. Um, he says, can you at least text back? You're asking, where's your dad? Text me when you're done. Done yet? And he starts up with, I just, I finished picking up the room. I cleaned until the clothes started flying off the shelf. This stuff only happens when I'm home alone. I pick the clothes back up, though. That's it. Um, it looks like two, 
uh, 34, and we may be off by an hour or so because it's that UTC, this one's minus 4. Um, your next text is jumping in shower, text your dad if I don't respond. And your text, no matter what the time zone is, is six hours later. Well, Do you recall getting these texts? It's two days. Messages? It's two days and six hours later. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Two days and six hours. So, do you recall though getting these couple on the twentieth about? I finished picking up the room. I cleaned until clothes started falling off the shelf. Do you recall that? Only when we got discovery. Okay. Now, looking back on these days, are you thinking, "Oh my God, there were he thought things were happening that were crazy"? No. Did you think any? Do you think anything of it now? No. What do you think is happening in those t in those messages? I just think he was messing with us. Okay, so those are three times where um, you guys are at the ranch and he's messing with you. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Um, and at that time, um, that was months and months before November. That's it was in March. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Okay, so beyond March, um, did was there other times where he was saying these goofy texts and messing around? No, I don't think so. So there's there's two more um, dates I need to ask you about. I'm going to go to April 4th, um, which was a Sunday, and that is going to be um, exhibit that was admitted 101, Okay. So Exhibit 101 are text messages, and these are between, who are these between? Those were uh, between my son and his friend. Okay. Now, prior to this case, did you ever see any of these messages? I did not. Were you aware any of them existed? I was not. Okay, so this is from April, April 4th, and your son's saying, he's the one tech, sending messages that say, I hear people talking to me and someone in the distance. I actually asked my dad to take me to the doctor yesterday, but he gave me some pills and told me to suck it up. Like, it's at the point I'm asking to go to the doctor. Was there ever a time where he asked to go to the doctor around this time? I don't think so, no. Then he says, my mom laughed when I told her. Was there ever a time where he's asking for help and you're laughing? No. He writes to his friend, and this is just later that night, but I'm having bad insomnia and paranoia, and I need help. I was thinking of calling 911 so I could go to the hospital, but then my parents would be really pissed. Okay, so this is all one long conversation. Is that right? Correct. He says, I'm going to ask my parents to go to the doctors tomorrow or Tuesday again. But this time I'm going to tell them about the voices. This text message or instant message thread, did you ever, were you even aware of this? No. Do you remember any time where he came and talked to you and said anything about hearing voices? No. Do you recall there ever being a time where he asked you for go to go to a doctor or to get help and you said no? No. Or laughed at him? No. So when you see these texts with his friend, um, do you have any idea, and if you don't, that's fine, do you have any idea what he's doing with his friend? I, I don't have any idea. Okay. Do you know if him and his friend messed around with each other like you and your husband do? Speculation, Jeff. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, he'd have to have personal knowledge. Um, you were when you were testifying earlier. You mentioned that your son and his friend would play within a Ouija board. Is that right? Right. Is when did that happen? Or in relation to um, 2021? Um. I know he got the Ouija board for Christmas of 2020. Um, so for a few months after that, they were really into playing it, and then they got bored with it. And it's probably sitting on our shelf getting dust. Okay. Um, on April 29th, I'm going to turn your attention to that day. Um, do you recall texting his friend's mother? I'm going to put up Exhibit 104 on the screen. Do these texts look familiar to you? They do. Okay, who are these between? These are between uh, me and his friend's mom. Okay, and you say, you start off with Ethan is, I'm sorry, my son is in bowling tonight, I just want to let you know, not sure if he needs a partner. Why are you texting that? Um, I don't know why he wasn't bowling tonight, top of my head, um, but, I, but they have partners on certain nights of the week, and so him and his friend were always partners, so I was letting her know that he wasn't going to be there. Okay, this is on one date, April 29th. Did you talk to her on other dates, or is this like the only time you talked to her? We, we've talked back and forth quite a bit. Okay. Now, on this date, you say, he's been acting kind of depressed. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure if there's something bothering him at school, but he doesn't really feel good. I can't get anything out of him. Um, she... Friend's mom mentions he stayed home from school today, too. The only time they're happy is when they're together. Um, talking about grades, you mentioned this is all new to me. I'm not used to my son being moody. He's usually pretty happy, and we'll talk about anything. I do know he's been stressed about school and his grades. Um, we called the school, but she wasn't in social do it tomorrow. I think his grades have a lot to do with it. I just got to a point where he's got so far behind and we were out of town. He's having difficulties making it up. Where were you guys out of town? Um, in Florida, my, my uh, mother-in-law had passed away, so we were gone for a couple of weeks in the middle of April taking care of funeral arrangements and everything. And at this time, when you describe your son as being moody or depressed, did you think it was anything that warranted getting medical attention? No, he was just being quieter. He's, he's a quiet kid. He was just being quieter than normal. Um, and I'd ask him if everything okay. He'd say fine. But I could just tell he was a little sad. And I thought maybe um, him and his, I didn't see his friend in a, in a couple of weeks. So I don't know if maybe they got into a fight and they weren't talking. Um, so I was asking her if there was anything going on with his, his friend which might have caused my son to be quieter than normal, but I think he was just really stressed out because those two weeks that we were in Florida, he got pretty far behind on his grades. Okay, so then it goes on and you end up saying, yeah, me too, I'm glad they're getting along, and it wasn't an issue with those two as to why he was being depressed. The online school is horrible. I've given up two. I told him just to do his best, don't worry about it, next year is a new year. And then maybe if his friend is feeling better, he wants to come over to work, and then you're talking, talking, talking about shooting up a gun range in the backyard, correct? Yeah, targets. Okay. So did this issue of him feeling depressed or acting moody, this one, this one period of time, did that go on or did that discontinue? It discontinued. I mean, it was like it was a little phase, um, and he seemed to be fine. 
him and his friends started coming over more. I think it was more or less his friend wasn't coming over as much, and he just seemed quieter than normal. And you guys were out of town. You had just been out of town. Right. Yeah, and he just lost his grandmother, so that was that was sad, too. Okay. All right, and then there was one other conversation that you had with um, with his friend's mother that the prosecution introduced as Exhibit 105. I'm going to put that up, okay? So this is actually from... Uh, let's see here, starts off on, um, I'm going to go to Halloween, so 1031 of 21, you say to her, James filled me in on his friend last night, I'm so sorry you guys are having to make such a hard decision, please let me know if you need anything, what was that about? Um... We had found out the day before thank, or Halloween um, that his son, their, my, son's friend, my son's friend, went to Wisconsin to an OCD treatment school. Um, we, didn't, we didn't know. We had Halloween plans, um, and we were texting with his parents, his friend's parents, about is his friend still coming over to carve pumpkins on Halloween because they do that every year, and then um, they go out and trick-or-treat. And we didn't hear from him, and all of a sudden we got a, my, my husband found out through his friend's dad that they drove to Wisconsin, and, and he's at an OCD treatment center for at least 90 days. So it hit us really hard, because we didn't really expect it coming. Um, he didn't expect it coming. It was just, it was, it was hard. Did you do anything different as a parent when his friend was um, taken away, essentially, to the hospital or the other school? I don't understand. Um, did you do anything um, different as a parent in terms of spending time with your son? I mean, we did as much as we could. Okay. Um, Tell us about that. Tell us about that month. I think we did more family game nights than normal. Um, he was working a lot. I would check in with him, you know, make sure he's, he's doing okay. That's when I started asking him, um, do you have friends at school that you can, you can hang out with? And if so, you're more than welcome to invite him over. Um, okay. I was just more, I was more on point of the fact that he was, he was sad. Okay. And even though he was sad, did you feel like there was anything where he needed help or needed mental health treatment? No. Was there, was his loss of his friend being in his life um, anything that made you think he needed counseling or a therapist? Not to that extent, no. I'm going to unplug this so that we can go back to some questions, go to questions that don't involve exhibits, okay? Okay. Um, so we were we were talking earlier about the mother son gun range day, right? Correct. You already told the jury how the gun was put in the car and taken out. Okay. Now, did you ever tell Brian Maloche about the mother son day at the range? I'm sure I mentioned it. Yeah. Did you ever tell Brian that the gun was in your vehicle? Yes. Okay. When did you tell Brian that the gun was in your vehicle? <coughs> On the day I went to the shooting range. Did you tell Brian you put the gun in your car the day the shooting happened? No. So when he testified to that, was that accurate? No, I think he was confused. 
Okay. Did you specifically tell him about the gun being put in your car that other time? Yes. Aside from that time that you drove to the range, was the gun ever in your car? No. Um, were you aware Brian had memory issues? Uh, no, I was not. Brian testified that he never met Ethan. Later in his testimony, he said he did. Did he ever meet Ethan? Yeah, a couple of times at the barn. Okay. And we went... Um, he came to our house. He helped deliver a big TV that we got, and, and my son was there. Well, did you ever tell Brian anything about your son saying things or making you upset in any way like that? No. Did you ever tell Brian anything about he had mental health issues that you were worried about? No. So when we read your messages, which the prosecution admitted, the, very, the 77 pages, okay, it's fair to say the jury can read what you guys talked about and you reflect on all the, you talk about the past with Ethan, correct? Correct. Okay, so the jury can read those. We don't need to go through those. You agree? I agree. Okay. Um, so we talked, we got to Monday, we got, to, Monday is um, two days after you guys go for the mother Sunday at the shooting range. Monday, Ms. Fine leaves you the voicemail. We talked about that already. We talked about you talking to your son about it, right? Okay, I want to go to Tuesday uh, the 30th, okay? Okay. You remember Tuesday the 30th? I do. And that day, we saw an exhibit of you going into work. That happened? Yes. And we heard lots of testimony already about you getting a call from Sean Hopkins. Correct. He left me a voicemail and I called him back. Okay. When you got the when you called back, um, Mr. Hopkins testified that um, he sent you something. What did he send you? Um, he sent me a copy of a math worksheet that had the scribbled out drawings on it. Okay, and I want to ask you: the night before that scribbled out drawing um, thing came to you. Um, did you have any interactions with your son? Yes, we did. What were those about? Um, I saw in power school that he had an E in geometry. So we got an argument again about his grades. Um, we took his phone away and told him that he couldn't go to the shooting range until his grades, his grades were brought back up. Okay, so, so you guys had this argument the night before. I, we saw lots of messages where you thought everything was fine that Tuesday morning. Is that how you felt? Yeah. Okay. So when you got that when you got that math paper texted to you, do you recall saying anything to Ethan on the phone? On speaker? Yeah, I asked him why he did why why he did that. Okay. What were you thinking at that point? Um I was actually I was actually kind of angry because I thought he was he did that in like defiance of us yelling him about missing assignments and here he is drawing pictures on an empty assignment page in geometry. So you felt like it was specifically him sending you a message about the night before? Yeah. Um, is it fair to say you took it personally? Yeah, I did. Okay, so what did you do? Um, I had asked um, Mr. Hopkins to, if he had the original, and then he sent it to my email, which then I opened up and looked at it and it's like okay what did this, you think when you saw that i was a little concerned um 
I was, I was pretty concerned. He had asked um, for a parent to come to the school to meet with them, and at this time I tried calling my husband to see if he could go because he was out in the area uh, working, and I couldn't get a hold of him, so I decided to go to the school. On the way to the school, um, he finally called me back, and he met me at the school, so we went together. Okay, and when you went into the school, what did you think was happening? Um, I thought he was going to get in trouble for what he drew on his assignment. I thought I was going to get, like, suspended. Um, I was expecting, like, a disciplinary meeting. Okay. How did you feel about what you saw on that paper? Um, I, felt con I, f I felt concerned after seeing that. Okay. And so we saw um, that you sent pictures of the math papers to Kira, to, to Andy, uh, to Brian. You, it's fair to say you sent them around to people. I did. Okay. And to all those people, we've already seen all the exhibits. Um, you express that concern. Correct. Okay. So what happens when you get to the school with, you and James arrived separately. I think the detective test, testified that he was wrong at first thinking you went together, but you guys were separate, got there at the same time. Correct. Went in. What What was it like walking into the meeting with Mr. Hopkins and Mr. Ejack? Who was there? Um, so when we first got there, Mr. Hopkins met us out um, in front of the where the administration is, and walked us back to uh, his counseling office. Uh, when we walked in, it was just him, and then my son was sitting in a chair in front of his desk, um, working on something on his laptop. So when he walked in, he kind of showed us where to sit, and then um, we shook hands, introduced himself, and started the meeting. Did, did you try to hug Ethan or do anything like that? I didn't. Okay. And when, um, how did that meeting go? Um... It, it was pretty. It was pretty nonchalant. It was pretty brief. Um, he started to tell. He, he basically filled me in on what my son and him were talking about for the last hour and a half. Um, he said that my son told him that he was feeling sad over the death of a dog that we had. Um, my mother-in-law lost his friend. Um, so we talked. We talked a little bit about that. We con we confirmed it. Um, we just said we agreed it was hard on him. Um, he told us that. He didn't feel um, my son was a risk and actually gave him the option um, if he wanted to stay at school or go home. My son wanted to stay at school, so we all discussed, we all discussed that. Um, Did you feel like you were taking the position of, I am leaving him at school whether he can be here or not? No, absolutely not. Okay. Um, were you surprised or were you not surprised? Did you have any feelings about whether or not he could stay at school? Um, I didn't really, I, I thought the advice that they were giving us was the, a good advice. We, we talked about him being sad, and then um, he said being around peers usually helps. We all agreed to that. Um, my son gets very stressed out when he does virtual school, so we agreed that it might stress him out more to do his school remotely the rest of the day. Um, but there was never a time where I would refuse to take him home. I could easily... If he wanted to go, take him with me. I had no issues with that. Okay, so ultimately, um, did you take the paper, a paper from the school? The counseling papers, yeah. Okay. There is a like a stack, um, like maybe ten sheets with multiple counselors listed on them. Okay. And um, were you planning to make do anything with that sheet? Um, yeah, actually, we were going to start. I gave it to my husband out in the parking lot, and I told him I had phone calls at work the rest of the day, so I told him to start making calls. Um, once he got done doing his DoorDash. 
Okay, now the prosecution introduced and admitted um, an exhibit which was a search off of Yahoo about clinical depression um, treatments. Do you recall ever Google, well I'm saying Googling, but do you recur, recall ever searching that, that topic? I don't, and I don't usually use Yahoo as a search engine. I always use Google, so I don't know. I don't, I don't recall it, no. Okay. Do you recall how, if, how or if you ever saw anything um, on, on Yahoo about clinical depression? I don't remember specifically seeing anything. Um, I might have looked at something when my husband was going through a really hard time. After his mother passed away, he was... Um, he he was drinking a little bit more than usual, and you just tell he was just he wasn't right. So I might have looked at something at that time, seeing if he was depressed, but not. I, I don't know where Yahoo came from. You don't know how the Yahoo came. To no. You. Okay. When you're on Facebook and Instagram and all those things, do you ever hit the clickbait stuff? Um, it, sometimes on accident. Sometimes I do on purpose. Okay, so that search on Yahoo, you don't remember ever putting that in the search bar? No. Okay. Um, but you are saying it's possible you looked at it, is that? It's possible. Okay. All right. Um, so let's go back. So you're at the meeting. How did the meeting end? Um, so we all decided that Ethan was, or my son was going to go back to his class. So we wrote a pass to go back to class. Um, after he left, we... All four of us were in the meeting, and we kind of he, they asked if we had any questions, and we did not. And then I said, "I'm going to go back to work," and we left. And I went to work, and my husband did DoorDash. And did you mean to be abrupt about ending the meeting? I didn't think I was abrupt. Did you think you ended the meeting? I think it just automatically ended when they asked if we had any questions, and I said no. Okay. Um, so when there was testimony about that. Um, I'm sorry, strike that. Let me ask you this. I don't want to interrupt you. I'm looking for a natural break. You can do it now. Well, does Jerry need a genius break? Yeah, I, yeah, that's fine. I'm trying to respond. You can sit it. No, we can go anytime. That's fine. Okay, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you. You're not. You're fine. So, can you take a break? I All right, for the jury. I don't. Is she somebody you go to for advice? No. Why not? Um, we were never like friends outside of work, and she was Andy's administrative assistant, so it was just formalities really with her. We didn't really have anything in common. Her child was real young, not a teenager. Okay. Um, all right, I want to go to the time where you heard there was an open shooter. The jury's already heard how you heard about that, okay? And I, we know you got in your car and you drove up to Oxford, right? Correct. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I actually, I joined it, so a black SUV, and that was my fastest way to get to the school. Okay, so you actually were a part of that um, with all the law enforcement officers all headed up. Yep, I just kind of jumped in. What is that, Lapeer Road? Um, it started on 75. I, my, I work at Square Lake and Telegraph, so I got um, 75 from Square Lake there. And it was well before um, the 20, M24 exit, I would say about a quarter of a mile. It was, track was backed up. Okay. Now, um, you sent you sent a text, and if you need to see it, let me know. You sent a text to your son that says, you can talk to us. Why did you send him that? Um, after I left the meeting, I knew that he was sad about things, and I just wanted to let him know that he can talk to us about anything. Um, just wanted to make sure I, I opened that door. Um, you know, just let him know that we're there for him, and we love him. Okay, and... He said he loved you. Do you recall that? I do. Okay. Was that? Was there anything unusual about that? Yeah. Um, he's at that age where it was hard to get I love yous back out of him. Um, for me to open my text and just see him randomly saying I love you was abnormal for him. Right. Did you think anything at that point? Um, no, not, not right at that point. I... I I think I said text back, I love you too, I don't remember. I believe I did, yeah. Okay, and later in the thread you say, um, don't do it. So when you hear there's an open shooter at the school, I wanna know in your mind, what do you believe is happening? Well, my, my husband had called me when I was still at work and he said there's, there's an active shooter at Oxford High School and I can't get a hold of Ethan. And that's when I opened my phone and I saw the I love you text. And then I texted him, are you okay? Um, in the process of it, I was getting my stuff and running out the door, letting my boss know that I had to go to my son's school. Um, it was on 75 when I was trying to get to, get to the exit um, that my husband called me and he asked me where I hid the bullets and I told him. And then he said the, the gun was missing. Um, so instantly, it just, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's, he's got the gun. I didn't actually think he was at the school shooting it. I thought maybe he walked home and got the gun and was in the field by the school shoot. I just, I didn't imagine my son actually going into a school and shooting. And then when we got more updates, I was like, oh my gosh, he's, he's a school shooter. He's going to kill himself because in my mind, that's what school shooters have done. They've killed themselves after. So... I yelled in my talk to text, Ethan, don't do it, because I thought he was going to kill himself. At that point, did you think Ethan had killed anyone? No. I didn't even think he shot anyone at that point. Well, that was going to be my next question. Did you believe he injured anyone or shot anyone, did anything? No. No, no. I thought he was going to kill himself. Okay. Um, so, you... You find out the gun's missing, so you do think he's got the gun, but it's going to turn it on himself. Right. Okay. So, where did you, at that point, you went to the substation? I think we saw the video. Yeah, um, my husband had called me when I got close to the house, and he said the, hub, the substation just called, and they want us to come down there. They, they have my son. And so I picked him up on the way, and we drove to the substation together. When you say picked him up, picked who up? They... Uh, the the um the my son was in custody basically the, the substation. Right, so who did you pick? I picked up my husband. I'm sorry. Okay, you picked up James. Okay, 
okay, what was going through your mind at this point, going from picking James up to the substation? Um, I don't know. I, I was just, I asked my husband, I was like, is he alive? And he said, oh, no, we're going down there. I didn't really know what to think. Um, I was kind of in a, it was kind of hazy. It was kind of, everything was a little surreal. I just, I still didn't believe that he actually shot anybody or was in the school. I just knew that he, there was gunfire. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know the extent of it at all. So when you're at the substation, did you, you asked them about fatalities. We saw it on there. That wasn't at the substation. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, but if the, you didn't get an answer, right? No, no, at not there. At that point, were you thinking that anyone was injured or that anyone was hurt? Um, he did say there was injuries, and um, at that point, my mind went to, we can handle in injuries. We can we can handle injuries. I went into, I went into kind of like go mode, like what we have to do. My son's arrested. Didn't think there's. I did not think there would be any fatalities. Um, you didn't think there'd be any injuries. No, I didn't think there'd be injuries. I, I didn't think there'd be anything, but I just went into that mode. Like we can handle. We can handle injuries, and we can figure this out and go from there. Okay. You saw the interview at the substation. Yes. I'm not going to go through all that with you, okay? After that, you go to your house. Is that correct? Correct. And <coughs> I, the next thing, police are at your door. Um, we were at the house for a minute, and we were putting some hot water on the oven, on the stove. Um, my husband walked around, walked out back to the side of the house. I saw him walk towards the end of the driveway through my kitchen window. I was sitting in my kitchen on my phone talking to my dad, and I realized my husband was gone for a little bit longer. I didn't see him walk back, so I walked out the front door of my house. What did you see? Um, there was a bunch of officers with guns drawn on me. Have you ever been in that position before? No, I have not. What did you think when that happened? Um, I don't know. I remember just dropping my phone and putting my hands up and then being handcuffed. It was. It all happened so fast. It was, it was shocking. Okay. We saw you sit in the car with James with the handcuffs, right? Correct. So we don't need to go through all that. No. Nope. After that, we saw a video where you're sitting in the car and you talk to police for a long time. There's a lot of long pauses in it, right? Right. Okay. I'm not going to go through that whole video right now, okay? But if there's something you need, you can let me know. Um, during the substation meeting, while you're with um, Joe Bryan, you... Judge, this is direct examination. I'm, well, I'm, what, where, I'm then, asking a question. I'm just putting us in a space. I'm going to ask a non-meeting question. Okay. okay. So we, we see, we all can see that you are using your phone while you are speaking to law enforcement. I want to know what you're doing on your phone. Um, it's not bleeding. What were you doing then the whole jury phone? can hear you constantly saying, what were, okay, so what were you doing on your phone? Um, I was looking, well, first I was looking for the paper to show the officer that was sitting next to me. Um, the first one I pulled up, I couldn't get to zoom in, so I had to search through my emails for the other one to get that pulled up. Once I got my phone back, I'm pretty sure I was going through the mass amount of text messages and Facebook messages I was receiving from family and friends asking if my son was okay, because at this point in time, nobody knew anything. 
I was also messaging with my with my co or my boss, who happens to be an attorney, um, trying to get his advice on what to do. Um, I I was on my phone. I'm not going to deny it. I was probably looking at text messages and Facebook messages and just trying to get updates on anything. Um, Is that the same or different when you're in the back of the patrol car? What do you mean? There's a point where you're in the patrol car by yourself. Right. Okay, you've got your phone. Tell us what you're doing on your phone at that point. Um, I now was messaging with my dad a lot because I had dropped the phone when I was talking to him and I got arrested, so I was telling him what was going on. Um, I was also messaging immediate family members and close friends that my son was okay, but he was he was the shooter. Um, so that, that's mainly what I was doing. What was your state of mind like at that time? Um, I don't know. It was pretty. It was pretty numb. I just I didn't really believe. I had a hard time. I don't know. I. I was numb. I didn't really believe like everything was happening the way it was. It was surreal. I my mind was in all different places. Okay, so um, you you um, when did you find out there were fatalities? Um. In the back of the car when I was by myself, and I asked the officer, um, and he told me there's there's four fatalities. That's on the video. Yes. Um, I'm not going to ask you questions about that. Okay. All we can hear is object, object, and it's it's very distracting. I would ask <coughs> Usually it's threads. Okay, explain to the jury what you do, because I um, go ahead and explain. I, I, well, on Facebook, I do a lot of Facebook Marketplace, so I get a lot of messages. What's Facebook Marketplace? Where you buy, where you buy and sell things. Um, so my main, the first main screen, my phone will get clogged up with Marketplace messages. So I'll just delete thread, threads. So my main people come up that I talk to on a regular basis. If that starts getting full, I delete those threads too. Same thing with text messages. I delete threads until the main people I talk to are up on the main screen, so I don't have to slip, have to scroll down to find them. Okay. So that's is that a habit that you started that day, that month? When did you start doing this deleting texts thing? Pretty much when I got a cell phone. I've, I've always done that. Okay. Did you go out of your way, um, in this case, to delete, like, certain messages? Not intentionally, no. <laughs> and so when there's a message they say you deleted that indicates the gun was locked, did you, do you recall deleting that message? No, I completely forgot I sent that message. Or unsending it, I'm sorry. No, I don't remember. Okay, there's, there's another message that um, is unsent talking about we did everything right, that kind of thing. Do you recall unsending that message? No. Okay. So when we when 
law enforcement got um, found that there was a lot of deleted content, does that surprise you in any way? No. Um, and you don't dispute, you've seen a lot of text message threads that have been admitted. You agree those were all the, those were a lot of the messages going on, is that right? Right. And a lot of those are what were deleted. Correct. Okay. So after you're interviewed, um, there was a point where the, the police tell you and James, you guys need to leave the house. Is that right? Yes. Where did you guys go? Um, we went up to, we, we went, th uh, the first time we ended up going to the Holiday Inn Express and sitting in the parking lot trying to figure out what was going on, waiting for them to call us. Was there a point you would go back to the house? Yes, they called us to come back to the house. Did you know why you're going back? Um, they told us that the search was over and they just wanted us to come back to the house. Okay, so when you got back to the house, what happened? Um, we went into the house and then the um, detective asked for our cell phones. And were you reluctant about giving over your cell phone? Yes, I was. Okay, why is that? Um, Sounds bad, but my life is in my cell phone. My contacts are in my cell phone. Everything I need is in my cell phone. I don't memorize phone numbers. I have an emergency going on, and they're taking my only means of contact away from me. Okay. There was a suggestion to go get burner phones or track phones, prepaid phones. Correct. Did you do that? Yes, we did. Okay. So there was evidence you went to Walmart and Lapeer. <coughs> yep. And we saw the receipts. Um, there's been a lot of text messages about threats. Tell the jury about what you were receiving. Oh, we were we were receiving so many threats on top. Oh, let me back up. On our new track phones, in my Facebook Messenger, there was a ton of threats. I wasn't getting text threats on my new track phone because I had my number, but my Facebook Messenger was blowing up with threats. Uh, once I got into my email account, that was blowing up with threats. Um, people found my realtor.com profile that I hadn't had for years and were sending me messages through that. Um, I had people sending me screenshots of text threats they found that I didn't know about. Um, How were you feeling at this point? I was feeling pretty scared. Okay, scared of what? Um, well, scared that somebody might hurt us. Okay. Um, at that point, did you ever go back home? This is the first time, right? I'm talking after you bought the trip. Oh, no, we went to the hotel and live here. Okay. So you go to the hotel and live here. Um, and then how many? How long did you, did you stay there? Just one night. Okay, so that was the night of? The 30th. The 30th. Okay. What did you do on the 1st? Um, we... We woke up. I knew I had to make arrangements. I had um, a senior dog and two cats still at the house. I didn't know what to do with. Um, my neighbor was sending me updates, letting me know um, that there was still media around my house, um, that I had my house had multiple um, random pizza deliveries um, that people were calling in. Um, so I had to get dog food for our dog, and I met her at the... Um, actually in the church parking lot behind Red Naps um, that afternoon to give her the food. Okay, and I believe that we heard about that and saw the GPS stuff. Did you go to any banks? Not on that day. Okay, did you go any time that week? Yes. All right, what, why were you going to banks? Um, when all this unfolded and we found out that it was my son that was a shooter. I get a lot of advice from my dad. My dad's been involved in some 
some civil suits before. Um, he told me that there's probably going to be a lot of, of, of lawsuits and they're going to try to um, take your assets. And I didn't really have any assets. The bank owned my house, the bank owned my cars, and all I had was the cash in my bank. And he said they could freeze your account. So I went and withdrew money from my account. My dad also deposited extra money in my account during that time to give to us, help us retain a lawyer, which I withdrew as well. Okay, so you withdrew that money. Did you withdraw anything from an account that had Ethan's name on it? Uh, we transferred money from that savings account to our account. Okay, explain that account. Um, I know it says Ethan's name on it. Is anyone else listed on the account? Uh, no, it's a Simply Kids savings account through Flagstar Bank. So he opened it with $200. Um, I don't think he really had any more than $100 left after things he wanted to buy, but I transfer money from my check into that account, so we kind of use it as a savings account too. Okay, so it's so. Um, did you leave any money in that account? Uh, if we did, it was very little. Okay. Um, the next, so on December first, we heard testimony already that your son was charged. You watched online. Is that accurate? Correct. Okay. Um, we heard. On the first, did you guys stay at the hotel in Lapeer, or did you go somewhere else? No, we went to um, the extended stay in Auburn Hills. Okay, why is that? Um, probably for the cheapest rates, and it was a decent hotel. Not any other reason why. Okay, so how long did you end up staying at the extended stay in Auburn Hills? Um, we ended up staying there for two days. Okay, and then um, have, we've heard testimony that... Um, charges were going to be announced at some point. Did you know when charges would be announced? No. Um, I was kind of following the news articles, trying to get updates. Um, my cousin was sending me a lot of texts, you know, saying, I think they're going to charge you too. We didn't think I would get charged, maybe my husband, because the gun was in his name. Um, so we had an awareness of it, but I don't think it really actually set in that it was going to happen until it did. Okay. So, um, we heard testimony that um, on December 3rd, you end up at an art studio. Explain to us how you, what was the hotel? Extended stay in Auburn Hills. Correct. Okay. Tell us all where you went. Um, how do you get from that hotel to to the art studio in Detroit and why? Give us the rundown. Um, so we end up going to Owasso to get regular cell, our normal cell phones. We couldn't, we couldn't shut down accounts. Um, Why couldn't you shut down accounts? Because of two, the two-factor authentication. So I was sending a text message to my old phone number that I didn't have. So I had, I had my uh, employer yelling at me to shut down my LinkedIn account, um, my Instagram account, because I had my employer's name all over it. Um, so we had to get uh, cell, our cell phones with our old numbers on it to get that back. Um, Were you trying to deactivate Facebook and stuff too? Um, I was trying. Well, I already deactivated fa Facebook. My husband needed to deactivate his Facebook. I had to deactivate LinkedIn and Instagram, and I couldn't get into my email on my burner phone because of that two-factor authentication code thing. Okay, so you guys went to Owasso. And yes. Got what? We got regular cell phones with our old numbers on it. Okay. Um, then what? Um, then it's when Andre, uh, my friend, called. Is there any reason you went to Owasso to get those phones? Yeah, we didn't feel safe in the local area. Okay, so you drove like the hour they tested it. Okay. Yeah. All right, so then what? Um, so my friend Andre, uh, who owns the art studio, called and was checking in to see how, re how we were doing, and he wanted to stop by our hotel. 
it was the night of the second. Um, so he actually came to our hotel that night, and he invited us to come to his art studio the next day just to be around a friend. Just to, he wanted to buy us sandwiches. He wanted to show us art studio. He's just a really nice guy that was just offering a friendship during that time when we didn't know what was going on. So that's how we ended up going to the art studio. Okay, how did you get to the art studio? Um, I drove. Okay, drove what? We drove, I, I drove my car. And my husband left um, our other car at the hotel. Okay, so we've heard about how one car is like left at this hotel. That's because you guys went together? Together, to correct. Detroit. Correct. Okay. Did you know you were going to get charged at that point? We had heard they might announce charges um, sometime that day. Okay, but I want to know, did you know you were definitely being charged at that point? Oh, no. Okay, so you... Tell us what happened when you got to the art studio. I uh, think we saw the, him show you where to park. Is that what happened? Yeah. Why did you park where you parked? Um, I was parking close to the dumpster, and he told me to move away from the dumpster because people like to throw stuff out there. So I moved. he showed me where to park. So I wasn't taking anybody's parking space or blocking the dumpster or any of that. Okay. So then uh, what did you guys do that day? Um, he showed us around the, the building, um, and then we went to the art studio, Andre had a business meeting, um, I think at 11 o'clock that day, and so he left the building for a little bit. Um, he came back after charges were announced, so he came back um, when we found out we were getting charged. He brought sandwiches back. Um, at that point in time... How were you feeling at that point when you found out you are getting charged? I was freaked out. I don't... I've never been charged anything in my life. Okay, so... <clears throat> You've never been charged with a crime like this? Like this, correct. Okay. Of this magnitude? Correct. All right. So what... Okay, so you know you're charged, or you know that they want you. Um, what was your plan at that point? Um, well, I was in touch with my attorney. Um, Me. You. And I was <coughs> taking your advice that we're going to turn ourselves in, um... When were you planning to turn yourself in? Uh, the next day, so it would be Saturday morning. Okay, why was that? Um, that's when the, the Novi Court was doing um, arraignments that day. Okay, so on Friday, the whole afternoon, you know you're being charged. That afternoon, um, what was your plan at that point? Or what were you doing at that point? Um, well, we were... I was debating whether or not to go back to Auburn Hills and stay at the extended stay. And I think this is before we, we even knew there was a manhunt out for us. Okay. Your Honor, may I approach the uh, witness with defense exhibit from <coughs> A? The prosecution has received it. Okay. No objection. Do you object to submission? No. Okay. Thank you. Okay, A is admitted. Um, can you tell the jury what that document shows? Um, it's a Priceline.com travel itinerary year trip from December 1st. Okay. Last so visited 12-3-2021. Okay. So when you're, okay, on 12-3, are there also searches for another hotel? Uh, I think so. Yeah, well, there's a um, 
Priceline checkout, Auburn Hills, 12-4, 12-5. So I think I was looking at for those dates. So you were planning to, is it fair to say that you're looking for a hotel? Jackson, the leading. All right, so that exhibit, what does that tell you about your plans for 4-4 to 4-5? Um, to be in Auburn Hills, extend a stay. Okay. What is price like? It's an, um, an app where you can get last-minute hotel deals. Do you agree these are your searches? Yeah, I'm always on price line. Okay. Um, ultimately, on the night of the 3rd, um, are you aware... Were you aware on Friday afternoon if you could go into court that afternoon? What was your awareness? I was not aware that we could go into court that afternoon. Um, I was just waiting on direction from you to what we're going to do the following day and turning ourselves in. All right. So the prosecution showed um, lots of pictures of the art studio. We agree. That's what it looks like, right? Right. Okay. Did you guys sleep on that mattress that night? Yeah, we did. It was actually in the um, in the hallway, of a common hallway the business shared, and we pulled it into the art studio and slept on it that night. Okay. Did you, the prosecution showed receipts and supplies that were bought, things like that. Who went to the store and did that? Uh, my friend um, went to the store. We gave him a list, and he picked up things for us. Okay, why didn't you go to the police department? This is so distracting. I'm having a really hard time. I can move maybe and ask. Okay, try, try not to talk. Okay. Um, so you're, who bought those supplies? Um, my friend did. Okay, why didn't you and James just go on your own to the police department um, and turn yourselves in? Because we didn't feel it would be safe. Okay. Why is that? Um, just the fact that the entire community and Michigan knew that we were expected to turn ourselves in at the police department so they would know where to go. Okay. Um, and so that night, what did you and James sleep there? We did. What time did you go to bed? What happened? Um, just really quickly. I want to say it's it was after 11, maybe around 11 o'clock, and we finally went to bed. Um we, we both, I'm prescribed Xanax for anxiety, and we each took four because we knew we were going to turn ourselves in the next day, and we hadn't slept in four days, and we just wanted to sleep. Okay, so you each took four. We did. Okay, and so the next thing, um, the next piece of evidence we, showed, we saw was um, them coming into that art studio. Do you recall that? I recall my husband screaming and there's people with guns again in our face, officers. What were you doing prior to hearing your husband scream? We were sleeping. Okay. Were you aware there was anything going on? No, I was not. Okay. We saw the video, so we don't need to go through all of that. Um, and <laughs> the prosecution admitted... I'm going to put it up on the screen. People's Exhibit 150, and I just want to verify with you. I'm sorry, can you turn it on? Okay, do you see it on your screen? I do. Okay, what is that? Um, that's an alarm we set for, or I set for the next morning. 
For Saturday morning. For Saturday morning, correct. Okay. Do you recall why you set it for 630, 640? Is there two alarms or one? Yeah, there's two. Okay, why did you set those alarms? Um, because we were going to wake up and drive to the Novi Courthouse and meet you you there by 830. Okay, and what was your plan, plan there? What was going to be your plan when you got to Novi? Um, we were going to be arraigned. Okay. Now, do you... There was Everything's evidence, still up. Oh, whoops. There was evidence that um, your purse and belongings were found in totes there. Did you, do you remember seeing all those pictures? I do. Okay, tell the jury why those were your purse and personal effects were in those bins. Um, I didn't know if we were going to jail. I didn't know if we were going to be bonded out. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I had told my friend where I left my purse and my backpack where I did have all, pretty much all my money in it to grab those the next the next day or when he's at the studio. He's not usually there on the weekend. So I put him in the totes just, just for extra precaution. Um, in some of the messages the prosecution admitted, you say that you failed as a parent. Do you feel, are you a failure as a parent? I don't think I'm a failure as a parent, but at that time... Um, I guess I didn't see, I felt bad that Ethan was sad at those things, and I guess I just, I don't know, I just felt like I failed somewhere. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. It's just that point in time, I just, I just kind of felt like somewhere I failed. Do you believe there was anything, um, do you believe that you knew or had reason to know your son was a danger to anyone else? No. Um, as a parent, you spend your whole, your whole life trying to protect your your child from other dangers um you never you never would think you have to protect your child from harming somebody else that's what that's what blew my mind i just that, that was the hardest thing i had to to stomach is that my child harmed and killed other people do you believe there were things you were thinking at the time, I should do this, but I'm not doing it. Do you look back and think that? No, I don't. I mean, I of course I look back after this all happened, and um, I've asked myself if I would have done anything differently, and I wouldn't have. If you could change what happened, would you? Oh, absolutely. I wish he would have killed us instead. Over the last um, 26 months, um, has this been stressful for you? It's been very stressful. Yes. Have you had a range of emotions? I've had a lot of emotions. Are you trying to... Are you... Do you believe you are the victim here? Um... I don't want to say that I'm a victim because I do not want to disrespect those families that truly are the victims on this, um, but we did lose a lot. We did. My name is Jennifer Crumbly, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-C-R-U-M-B-L-E-Y. Thank you.
Mrs. Crumley, I'd like to talk to you about your vigilance as a parent. But before I do, I want to make sure that you understood the oath that you just took. I do. Okay, you understand that you took the stand under oath, then you have to tell the truth? I do. You understand that was the rules yesterday as well? Correct. All right, we're going to come back to that. Now, you have been described by your attorney as a hyper-vigilant parent. Correct. Okay, do you agree with that? I do. In fact, you called yourself a helicopter parent before. Yes, I was. So you told us that you spent a lot of family time together. We did. Now, I'd like to talk to you about what your digital footprint shows. Okay. What the evidence on your phone shows. Okay. Now, it's true, you agree with me, that having horses is a quite a time-consuming hobby. It can be. Okay. It was for you. It can be. And that's what you said yesterday? Yes. Okay. And you were at the barn for between three and five times a week? Mm, more like three times a week. Three times a week yeah. for a couple hours a, a trip? Correct. Okay. It's also an expensive hobby. It is. So your banking records show that in the year 2021, you spent over $20,000 on the horses. Is that correct? Probably. Okay. And that's not including cash. That's just from Capital One and Flagstar Bank. Correct. In fact, you told a co-worker that half of your salary basically goes to the horses. I might have, yes. Now, except on a rare occasion, you didn't bring your son with you to the barn. He was not into horses. I would ask every time I went to the barn, but he didn't want to go. So, so the answer was no? No. Okay. And at least as far as your horses being boarded with Kira Pennock from June of 2021 to November of 2021, your son never went with you. Is that correct? Um, I think he went once when my in-laws were in town and we met them at the barn. Okay. But there was nothing stopping you from taking him? No, he just didn't want to go. Okay. It's, it's a family atmosphere. <clears throat> It can be. Okay, like the Halloween party that she had. That was for families. Yeah, most of the kids there are young. Okay. In the winters, you you were on ski patrol as well. Correct. Okay. And that, that can be a bit of a time-consuming hobby. It can be. All right. And you would be on ski patrol between one and two times a week? It's a total of 10 hours a week. 10 hours a week. Okay. So how many days? Um, I did doubles on Saturday, so one day a week for me. Okay. So you told this jury yesterday... You depicted your affair with Mr. Malash as, as a um, one-time-a-week meet-up at a Costco parking lot. Is Correct. that your testimony? Correct. Okay. But it wasn't just that, was it? Nope. Okay. In fact, there are numerous photographs sent to Mr. Malash. Okay. Yes or no? I'm sure there was. Okay. Numerous messages exchanged with him. Correct. And it wasn't just during the week. Monday through Friday, wasn't it? No. No. In fact, that's what you said yesterday, but in fact, it included trips? Um, there were actual business trips that he met me on. Okay. It included other individuals? Yes. What's Adult Friend Finder? Um, it's where you can go on and meet people who meet certain tastes that you're looking for. This is 429. And you had the app Adult Friend Finder on your phone? I do not believe I had the app on my okay, phone. Okay, it was found on your phone. Okay, well, I guess it was on my phone. Okay, and there were messages from you to other individuals. Correct. <clears throat> your Honor, I would object that this is going outside of the scope of the affair with Brian, but... I, mean, I don't think the court's ruling on opening the door was confined to just her extramarital affair with Brian Walsh. Well, I guess... Uh, with regard to Mr. Walsh, uh, I determined that uh, 
the defense opened the door. I don't know, but I determined that the defense opened the door as to other. And she depicted herself as having one extramarital affair for about a six-month period of time, where she met with him one time a week. That was her testimony yesterday. We have evidence to the contrary, and I think it's important. It's going to get exciting. I, All right, it is what it is. All right, well, go ahead. But I'll, I, I won't delve too far okay, yeah, I, into it, Judge. Really, this jury has been here a long time. And I respect their time, Judge. I'll be brief. We might all So, Mrs. Crumbly, I'm sorry, this is not a laughing matter. Mrs. Crumbly, on Adult Friend Finder, we see messages from you in at least of August of 2021, August the 4th, 2021. Okay. Okay, and you don't dispute August the 10th of 2021? No. August the 11th of 2021? No. And more importantly, November 21st, 2021? No. Okay, and more important than that, November the 28th, 2021? No. Okay, you don't dispute that evidence was found on your phone? I don't dispute it. Okay, and you don't dispute that it wasn't just you and Mr. Malash meeting after work hours, it was with you and Mr. Malash arranged with under other individuals to meet after work as well. Um, no, I only met with Brian during work hours. The times that we were at the hotel, I was on business. We did arrange for other people to meet us there. So Sunday, November the 28th, you remember that day? Mm. It was the day after you took your son to the shooting range. I, I don't remember it. You don't remember that day? No. Two days before the high school attack? No, I don't remember what I did that day. Okay. Well, you were pretty specific in what you did on November the 27th with the firearm. You remember that? Correct. All right. Now, November the 28th, 2021, you spent your time arranging a meetup with somebody on Adult Friend Finder. I never met anybody on, with a, on Adult Friend Finder arranging that day? Arranging a meetup. Oh, okay. I'm not just talking about the time that you spent physically with somebody. I'm talking about the time that you spent and devoted your energy to setting that up. Okay. And you'll agree with me, it's not just that the time period at the Costco parking lot or the time period at the hotel or the time period on the trip, correct? That's the only time I met with people. Right. But that's not the only time that you devoted your own personal time and energy and focus to that, is it? I guess I don't understand what you're asking. Okay. Well, these, these meetups didn't just happen by themselves. You had to set them up. Correct. You weren't driven there. You weren't dropped off there. You set them up with somebody else. <clears throat> Correct. And that took your time and your energy and your focus to do so. I don't believe it took too much time and energy, no. Now, you told this jury that when your son texted you that he was seeing demons and bulls flying off the shelves, that was in the spring of 2007, 2021. You recall that evidence, right? Correct. You don't dispute that that was on your phone? No. And you don't dispute that at some point you read those messages? No. And you don't dispute that your son said at least one time, can you please text me back? Correct. Okay. Um, you, don't dis you don't dispute that when you're at the barn, you your other messages show that you can take pictures, send pictures, and receive pictures. Usually I'm at the barn. If I take pictures and I try to send them, they don't go through right away, or I won't send them until I hit a spot where I actually have service. So, in Exhibit 423, the Facebook message chat between you and James, the chat that you deleted, there are a number of pictures that James sent to you from the barn of a horse in a conversation about that particular horse. Do okay. you dispute that? No. Okay. And in fact, 
dozens and dozens of pictures of the lake. I'm you, sure, yes. You're sure, okay. And those pictures were sent to you with a timestamp on that Facebook message chat. Okay. Do you dispute that? No. No. Okay. And then you responded in that same time frame. Do you dispute that? No. No. So that conversation with that picture that was taken at the barn was occurring while one of you were at the barn. I'm sure it was. Okay. Now, you don't deny that your son wrote in his journal that he asked his parents for help. You don't deny that evidence that was in there. No, I don't. Okay. And you don't deny that he wrote in his journal that he now had access to the six-hour, nine-millimeter handgun. I do not deny that. And you don't deny that the six-hour, nine-millimeter handgun was, in fact, the murder weapon. I don't deny that. And you also don't deny that that gun was gifted by you and your husband to your son on November the 26th. Describe gifted. How about when you posted on Instagram his new Christmas gift? Correct. And I explained yesterday that it was for him to use at the shooting range. We didn't just hand him a gun as a here-you-go son. It was something he could use when we went to the range as a family together. You don't deny that in April of 2021, you described your son as being depressed. I didn't describe him as being depressed. I noticed that he was acting depressed. You used the word depressed. Yes, I, he was acting sad. Okay. He was acting depressed. Okay, and you know what depressed means? It means a lot of different things. Well, to you, it meant depressed, and you wrote that. Right. You don't deny in April of 2021, the evidence shows, that your son told his only friend that he had asked you for help. No, I don't deny that. Okay, and you also don't deny that he told his only friend that you laughed at him. I do not deny that. Now, yesterday you told us that you took those messages in the spring of 2021, which, by the way, is at the same time you started your affair with Mr. Malash? Around that time. Okay. So, in the spring of 2021, when you uh, sent those messages, or when you received those messages, you indicated it was messing around. It was. It was messing around. In your mind, messing around. That's what your testimony was. Yes. Okay. Even when he said, can you please text me back? I didn't see his text message, so I didn't text him back. Even when your phone logs show missed calls? Can you ask that again? Even when your phone logs show missed calls from your son in that time period? Uh, no. No. You said yesterday about these messing around texts. You agree with me that there's no indication in any text message either between you and your son or any Facebook message between you and your husband in any of those exhibits, in fact, anywhere on your phone, that indicated that any of those messages were a joke? No, there weren't. There weren't. And we're talking about hundreds of messages between <coughs> you and your son and thousands of messages between you and your husband. Correct. And you don't deny that you never once... Never once took him to see a therapist or counselor. No, I did not. You did not. Now, you testified that, actually, Mr. Moloch testified um, that you would meet during work hours, and we've established that it wasn't just confined to work hours, but you were permitted to leave as you pleased. Correct. Okay. And your boss actually testified that no problem if we needed time off. Correct. If you had a family issue, no problem, you can go. Correct. If you were sick, no problem, stay home. Correct. Okay? Um, in fact, you could work from home as an, on an as-needed basis. Correct. 
In fact, on November the 30th, you didn't even ask your boss if you could leave. You just told him you were leaving. Correct. And you told him when you were coming back. Correct. And you told him when you were coming back after receiving a phone call from the school asking for an immediate meeting. Correct. Because that was at, what, 10.05 a.m.? Around that. Okay. Now, had you ever been called... Can I have a CD on, please, Mr. Williams? Had you ever been called... Sure, Judge. I have a few more questions I can ask before we get to these. Okay, go ahead. Have you ever been called to the school on an immediate basis before? No. Have you ever been told that your son had suicidal ideation before? I was never told he had suicidal ideation before. Okay, that's your testimony. But you've never been called to the school once for a meeting. I need to see you now. No. Correct? Correct. Okay. So even before you had made it to the school, you had told your boss when you were coming back. Correct. So you had already put a limit on that meeting? Not necessarily. Well, you said, I'll be back in about an hour. Okay. Right? That's right. your words. That's about an hour. Okay, those were your words? Correct. This is Exhibit 74. Do you see it? No, she doesn't. Oh. It's not on here. That's... Yeah, take some minutes. This was sent to you, so Sean Hopkins called you at 924 in the morning, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, you called him back at 927. Correct. You had a five-minute phone call. Correct. And then in that phone call, he texted you the picture with, with it was drawn out, then he emailed you this original picture. Yeah, he texted me the modified one, and then later um, emailed me this one. Later is at 932. Yeah, like okay. after I asked him for it. You looked at it. I did. Okay. You told us yesterday you found it, I think your quote was, a little concerning. What struck you about this? Originally, um, when I saw the modified one, I was kind of angry at my son because we just talked about his missing assignments in geometry and his E the night before. Um, then when I got this one and opened it, it was concerning. Um, I honestly thought the, the guy on there was a poor drawing of Batman, the way the thing in the cat. I thought it was a cape. I didn't know. You thought that was a cape? I did. I didn't okay. look at that closely. What did you think closely. of the gun? I thought it was a gun. Yeah. What about the fact that it is identical to the gun that you got him for Christmas a couple days before? I mean, honestly, it just looked like, it looks like a gun to me. I didn't even notice. Well, you took a picture of the gun. You posted it on Instagram. You know what it looks like. I do, but I didn't analyze it. You saw Sergeant or, uh, Special Agent Brandon's testimony. He described how it's identical. And you told us yesterday how your son was a good drawer. He's a very good drawer. Okay. What about the thoughts won't stop help me? Did that ring out to you? Yes, that was what was concerning to me. Blood everywhere, and there's a bullet. And actually, you were the one who bought the bullets on November the 27th. Correct. You later came to learn that those bullets were used in the shooting. I did. Okay. So you said yesterday it was a little concerning, yet you told your husband emergency in all caps. Correct. That's why I left to go to the school and, and I texted said, him. And he wrote back, my God, WTF. Correct. And then you told him he was distraught about last night. Correct. Distraught's an intentional word you chose. Correct. It's not sad. It's not a little anxious about school or his future. It's not talking about a video game. Distraught has a meaning. Correct. And you chose that word to send to him. Correct. So you went to that meeting, and this was November the 30th of 2021. And at that point, 
you'll agree with me that you knew prior to that day, the November 26th purchase day, that your son was wanting to get a 9 millimeter. That's what I, you said yesterday. Yes, I knew that they were talking about getting one because they okay. had rented it in the past. And, not, and, and you knew that he had shot one in the past. Yeah. Okay, and you knew that a 9mm is significantly more powerful than a 22. I did not know that until I actually shot it. Okay, well, your dad took your son with James to the shooting range when they visited in July of 2021. Correct. And they talked about how powerful the 9mm was because they rented one then. Okay. I don't know. If yes I, was, or no. I don't know if I was part of that conversation, but if it was, it didn't register to me. Didn't register. Okay, you knew at the November 30, 2021 date that your son's friend had been taken without notice to your son. Incorrect. You said, I'm sorry. Incorrect. Or I correct? said correct. Correct. And you knew that when his your son's friend was taken, your son was extremely upset. He was upset. Yes. He didn't go to school for a few days. I don't remember that. Okay. Well, if the school records show that he was absent for a few days after that, would you deny that? I wouldn't. Okay. And would you deny that he missed school because he was so upset? I don't know if he missed school because he was so upset or maybe he was sick. I don't know. Now, you told us yesterday and you acknowledged that that individual, that child, was like a second son to you. Correct. So he was the only one that your son hung out with? Outside of school, correct. Okay. Well, who did he hang out with inside of school? Um, he named he named some names to me. I'd, I've never met them before, but he told me some group of kids that he sits and eats lunch with and he talks to in class. Did he ever visit their houses? No. Did they ever visit your house? No. The only other peer to visit your house was this student who had left the state around Halloween 2021. At that time, correct. We're talking about that time in October, in September, in at least August... July, June, May, all of 2021. Correct. 2021. Thank you. Now he left on Halloween, and you knew that your son was planning to hang out with him on Halloween. Yes. Okay. But his friend didn't show. Um, we had texted. I had texted um, his friend's mom the day before, trying to confirm if he was still coming over. And that's when we found out that he was driven to Wisconsin and taken to that school. Okay, so you're telling us you found out the day before Halloween? Yeah. Okay. Well, that didn't stop you and James from going to a Halloween party at the barn. Um, I don't believe it was on Halloween. Well, that's what Kira testified it was, to. It was a Friday before Halloween. If there was a picture with a date stamp on it, would you deny it? No. Okay. And it didn't stop you from after you left that party without your son, you went to another Halloween party. We did. And your son was home alone at that point. Yes. So you talked to us a little bit about your son's hobbies in 2021. But in November of 2021, so we'll start with November the 1st, 2021. You know that those hobbies were non-existent. And I'll go one by one. Okay. So you told us about bowling. Correct. Bowling wasn't, the team wasn't in session at that point in time, was No, it? I think actually at that time he decided he didn't want to do bowling that year. Okay, so he stopped bowling the he sophomore did. year. He did. And it wouldn't have been bowling season anyway. I guess not, no. So one, one hobby you talked about yesterday, that was, an exist, that was not in existence in November 2021. Correct, but we did still go to the bowling alley with him. Okay. And you said that he worked, but would you be surprised to learn that he only worked a few shifts post-COVID? No, I'm not surprised at all. Okay. So he wasn't at work every day? No, he worked um, Tuesdays and Thursdays and sometimes Saturday mornings. Okay. 
But not very often. No, not very often. A handful of shifts post-COVID, which of course, March 2020 is when things shut down. He was working on a weekly basis. And you knew that he didn't have any friends. That's not the right way to put it. I knew we had friends, but no, he did not have many friends. You had never met another peer his age who he refers to as a friend. He actually had friends that used to come over prior to 2021 that he was still in contact with. We went through defense exhibits yesterday from 2019 to 2020. I'm talking about 2021, at least from the time period where he sends you a message that he saw demons in the house. Right. In 2021, the only friend that came to our house was the one that's on that was right. on the thing. So you knew to be true in November of 2021 that he had no peer support. I don't know what he had in school. He told me he had friends in school that he talks to. Okay. You, ever, you never met him, though? No. Okay. And he didn't have any clubs at school he was a part of? Um, no, not that year. So you told us yesterday that your son wanted to design video games. Correct. Okay. Uh, he wasn't in a robotics club or a coding club at the high school. He did take a coding class prior to 2021, and he was in a robotics um, after-school activity in middle school. Talking about in 2021. I'm just telling you, he's been in that before. Yeah. Now, despite what you have called yourself as a vigilant parent and a helicopter mom, you never decided in at least November of 2021 to look at his phone? No. No. Okay. Um, that's despite what happened in the spring of 2021. <clears throat> Right? What happened in the spring of 2021 did not concern me. Okay. Now, the one thing that seemed consistent with your son, to you at least, is his desire to obtain a weapon. Is that right? I don't, I wouldn't say that, no. He had a consistent desire to obtain a weapon. Not to me, he did not. Okay. You didn't know about the 9mm? Oh, I knew about it. Okay. You didn't know about the 22s? I knew about them. And in fact, you posted on Instagram that he got himself a 22. Correct. In June of 2021. Correct. And from that time up until the November 26, 21 purchase, he was wanting to get a 9mm. I know him and my husband had discussed getting a 9mm. I'm not part of those conversations. But you knew about it. I knew, but not that it was. he was so... However you described it. He, I said he consistently had a desire to obtain a weapon. I know that. I know they consistently talked about it, correct? Okay. They didn't just talk about this is a gun. He talked about how he wanted the gun. You don't deny that. Oh, no. In November 26, you said you weren't there for the gun purchase. No, I was not. Okay. But... Are you telling us you didn't know it was going to happen? I did not know they were going to the gun store that day, no. Okay. But you knew that you were going to um, eventually get him a 9mm? No, I did not know that. Okay, so you're telling us that there was a surprise purchase to you? It was surprised to me that they went to the gun store that day. Okay. It was not surprising to me that they purchased a gun that day. And it didn't upset you that they bought a gun? Not, no, it did not. It upset you that they cut into your Christmas tree shopping time, but it didn't upset you that they bought a gun? Correct. And you told us that it was, in your words, James's responsibility to take care of that gun. Correct. Okay. Now, you don't deny that, at least according to the cell phone evidence, the photographic and video evidence, you're the last adult to have possession of that gun. Correct. Okay. Um, you were with him at the range on November the 27th. Correct. You saw he, your son shoot the weapon. Correct. You saw him shoot the last practice round before the shooting on November 30th. 
At the range? Yeah. Yes, correct. You saw how he stood? Honestly, that didn't mean anything to me at that time until this whole case came about, and I've learned what a shooter's stance is. So He knew how to use the gun? Yes, he did. Okay. He's used one before. In fact, he showed you how to use the gun? Correct. Okay. And the stance he took, you saw from the Oxford High School video, was the same. You saw that, right? I don't, I don't know. I, I can't compare it. I don't know. Um, but you entrusted this responsibility. Will you agree with me that owning a firearm involves a great deal of responsibility and trust? I do. Okay. And you entrusted this responsibility to your husband, James. I did. If you look at Exhibit 423, that's the Facebook chat thread between you and your husband. It's pretty clear you didn't trust James with much. Would you agree or disagree? Depends on what you're talking about. Okay. Well, you didn't trust him to get out of bed on time. Correct. You didn't trust him to cut the grass when it was time to cut the grass. He would cut the grass when it got to a length I didn't like. I didn't trust him. You didn't trust him to update you on his whereabouts. There's a reason behind that. You didn't trust him to not turn off or turn on the ring camera in your home. Correct. You didn't trust him to keep track of your son. Oh, I trusted him to track, track my son. In those messages that we'll see in Exhibit 423, asking him, where is your son, over and over and over again, does that signify trust or distrust to you? That was when my son was walking home from school. Not that I did not trust my husband with my son. Okay. And you didn't really trust your husband to hold down a job. It's not that I didn't trust him to hold down a job. He had a hard time holding down one after COVID. Okay. And in those messages, you are constantly asking him about work, how much money he's making, and what he's doing to obtain employment. Correct. Okay. But this is the person you entrusted with a deadly weapon. I did. Why did you buy the Patriot Defense Runs? Where are the, oh, those are the, that's the ammo? Uh, that was what the ones my son told me to purchase. I didn't know anything about it. I'd asked him, and he told me to purchase them. So you told us, you told the jury yesterday, and you repeated it again today, that the gift was for target shooting only. Correct. Okay. Yet you bought 100 rounds of ammunition. Correct. And you only shot 50 while you were there. Correct. Okay. And those 50, at least according to some statements you made throughout the investigation, you put some Oh, the, the box of them? Yes, I did. I hid them. Now, on November the 27th, when you came home, you posted pictures of the gun and targets to your Instagram account. Correct. And then, according to the location data, your location data, you left. I think that's when we went... Well, I don't know. I must have, yeah. Okay. Well, you don't deny that. I, I don't deny okay. it. And, and your husband, James, was gone all day, according to his location data. I think so, yeah. Okay. And you saw in the evidence that... Um, in the picture you posted, there's an ATF pamphlet on handgun safety for children. Correct. Did you read that? I looked, up, looked it over, correct. Now, on Exhibit 74, here, I want to get back to this meeting for a minute. Exhibit 74, you don't deny that you could have left work for the day. No, I don't deny that. Okay. And you don't deny that you didn't tell the school officials, Mr. Hopkins and EJAC, about the gun purchase on the 26th. 
No, we had stated that we went to the shooting range. With my, I went to the shooting range with my son on Saturday. You didn't tell them that you had gotten him that Christmas gift? I didn't think it was relevant, no. You acknowledge that you never told Mr. Hopkins and Ejack that it wasn't just a friend, but it was the only peer that you had ever met that had left. I had probably said his best friend. You acknowledge that you didn't go home to look for that firearm after the meeting at the school? We wouldn't have a reason to. So that the answer is then you acknowledge that? No, I acknowledge that. Okay. And you acknowledge that you had already made plans for the night to go to the barn? Yes, I do. Okay. And you acknowledge that you had the time to stop at your house before you went back to work? I would have, but I didn't have a reason to. Now, you had told us that you had never taken your son to any sort of mental health professional. No. But you know how to obtain that help. Correct. In fact, you have prescriptions related to that. I do. So it's not that you didn't know who to call or how to call. You didn't. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yesterday you talked a little bit about how you express emotion. Correct. And in fact, and then counsel asked you about your nerves when you testify. <clears throat> but you can, you can, you're capable of emotion. Yes, I am. Right. Okay. Um, and in fact, you had some... Explosive emotional fights with your husband. What we did. Um, and that was in the home that you shared. Correct. Okay. And with your son. Correct. You saw pictures of that home. Correct. And you told us that your son was at an age where he wouldn't text you back, I love you. It wasn't a text me back, I love you. It's like in passing, like, hey, Ethan, good night, I love you. Well, yesterday you told us. Your son was at the age where he wouldn't text you back, I love you. That's, that was well, a that, yesterday. Yeah, but more or less, like, just saying it in passing, he yeah. didn't, he, didn't, he wouldn't say it back. I'd say, good night, Ethan, love you, and he'd say, good night. Okay. Uh, for him to text me that he loved me was abnormal. Abnormal. Correct. Okay. But you didn't respond to that text until 44 minutes later? No, I was in a meeting at work. Okay. And um, if you go through your entire Facebook, your entire text message thread between you two, the word love pops up how many times do you think? Between me and my son? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. Um, three. <laughs> okay. The first is in reference to the game chess about a year before. Okay. And the other two times are right before your son committed this act and after the shooting when you responded. Does that surprise you? No. Um, I would just ask if there could be a foundation for the dates of those texts because I feel like we got just a few texts. Okay, well, I think he... I think he did you specify the date? I, I did, Judge. Two, two of the times were um, before and after the shooting, and the other time was, was, was like about a year prior. I can pull the date if counsel would like it. And I'm also wondering if what the data he's relying on is coming from Jennifer's phone, where she deletes all her texts, or if it's coming from the shooter's phone. Because the prosecution's asking questions, I just don't know the foundation. Oh, sure. Let me clear that one up. Um, it's from your son's phone. So there, all the messages would be contained there. You don't deny that that information would be active. No, I don't deny it. Okay. Now, what time you told us that... Well, she said he, he asked if the chess one was a year earlier, and the um, other two were um, close in time. The, the day of the shooting. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm those have been admitted in evidence. Do we know... Wait, what's the question? Okay. 
But he's asking about the text overall, which have not been admitted into evidence. And I don't know that the text chain has all the texts. There is no foundation that what Mr. Heese is looking Judge, at in cross-examination, is the cross examination. He's asked if that long. Would you would you argue with that? That's what he's asking. I mean, there are people. I know she's just, she just doesn't know what. what Hold on, okay. counsel can't okay. testify. Okay. 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 Well, I, you know, there are people that end every conversation with you. Yeah, right? I heard that. Okay, so, and there are people who don't, right? So he he is asking what's normal for them, and would she be surprised that how many times that appeared? Yeah, I'm she's just asking. Human. I I get that, and I get that it's not common. I'm just asking. So this is argument. Counsel can argue whatever she wants to. What period of text this is what, from? Well, you, you have to redirect. Okay. Well, right. she doesn't know what he's even basing his questions on. His how? Point. Okay. Well, it is inappropriate for counsel to okay, suggest that or she or doesn't does not know. She can say I don't know. Okay. She can she can also say I don't understand the question. Okay. Can say that too. If you don't, if you this is from the, if you don't understand the question, ask Mr. Keith to clarify it. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, Judge. Now, yesterday, Mrs. Crumbly, you talked about going into planning mode. Yes. Okay. Um, and that was in reference to counsel asking you about emotions and how you express emotions. Correct. All right. So, I want to talk to you about planning mode and your priorities from the time that you were arrested. Okay. Now, your, your phone calls were recorded from the time that you were arrested until now. You Correct. Know that? You yeah, know that, right? I knew that. You know that, okay. And your priority on your first phone call, December the 4th of 2021, was on your animals and the cash recovered from the art studio. Do you deny that? I don't deny it. No. Do, you, do you deny that it wasn't until 10 days later and 14 calls later that you even mentioned your son? I was... Do you I, deny it or not? I don't, but I was under the impression that... I couldn't mention him because I could get flagged at the jail. Well, you mentioned him in later conversations. I did. Okay. And in fact, in one, a year later, March 25th of 2023, you said he just needs to man up. Do you recall that? I do not. Okay. Do you not deny that you said it? It sounds like something I would say. In December 2021, your concern was about... A GoFundMe. Do you remember that? No, I do not. I'm going to play this for you. Ms. Williams, can you have the volume up, please? Is this submitted as an exhibit? This is an impeachment, Judge. I, I did, yes. You were concerned about other things related to yourself around that time, weren't you? Um, is yes. it still planning mode? I believe so. Okay. And you were arrested December the 4th. This is going to be December the 22nd. Okay. Oh, oh, I have a 
January 15th, talking about filing my taxes if you played the whole thing you were asking about your child tax Correct. Rate, you're still gonna get that three my dad my dad was doing my income taxes for me now <clears throat> when we started Confirm that you understood the oath that you just took. Correct. And the same oath you took yesterday. Correct. Okay. And uh, you don't deny that you had six thousand dollars in cash in your purse the night you were arrested. No. You don't deny that your purse with the cash and four cell phones were in a plastic tote. Correct. You don't deny that that plastic tote was contained in a different plastic tote. Correct. You don't deny that your backpack with clothing items was found in a different plastic tote in a different area of that studio. Correct. Okay. And. Um, you don't deny that 
you knew you had been charged with involuntary manslaughter. Correct. In fact, as early as December the 1st, 2021 at 6.10 p.m., you were talking about how you were being charged with involuntary manslaughter. You that was what I was being told by a family that was texting me. That's what the charges might be announced as, correct? Okay, and uh, one is to Mr. Malash. There's a text to your cousin um, about you are being charged with involuntary manslaughter. You don't deny receiving that. No, I don't. That's Wednesday, December the 1st. Correct. Right? Um, and you sent your neighbor a message on Wednesday the 1st of 2021, 6 to 55 p.m., that you were reading, they may charge us. Correct. Okay. And December the 2nd, 2021, you wrote, they're saying involuntary manslaughter. Correct. You don't deny that? No. And of course, you looked at different news articles about that uh, the next day. Yeah. And later on that day. Um, and then you texted, after all of these messages and news articles, uh, December the 2nd, 2021 at 2 p.m., we're off. You wrote that to Mr. Malash. Correct. Okay. And then you wrote uh, announcing charges at noon on December the 3rd, 2021 at 8.17 a.m. Correct. And you wrote that to Mr. Malash. You wrote that to Kira. You wrote that to your dad. Right? Correct. Okay. So you don't deny any of that? No. Okay. Now you told us yesterday that you popped four Xanax? I did. Okay. And your husband popped four Xanax? Correct. You said you went to bed about 11 o'clock. It was around that time. Okay. And um, the evidence that we have admitted showed that you set your alarm for 6.30 a.m. and 6.45 a.m. I don't know if it was me who said it, but it was set for that time. Okay. And from the evidence, it shows when it was set, too. Correct. Okay. And it was set a little after 11 p.m. Okay, correct. Yes? Okay. So, yesterday you said, I want to say it was after 11 about going to bed. I want to say it was after 11, maybe around 11 o'clock, when we finally went to bed. We both, I'm prescribed Xanax for anxiety. And we each took four because we knew we were going to turn ourselves in the next day. And we hadn't slept in four days and we just wanted to sleep. So the question was, okay, so you each took four. Your answer, we did. And the next question was, okay, so the next thing, um, the next piece of evidence we saw that was coming in that art studio. Do you recall that? Your answer, I recall my husband screaming, there's people with guns against interface officers. Question, what were you doing prior to hearing your husband screaming? Answer, we were sleeping. Question, okay, were you aware that there was anything going on? Answer, I was not. Correct. That's your testimony. Correct. Okay. And you know when you say something that isn't true, that's called a lie. Correct. Okay. This is going to be Exhibit 430. Council does have a copy. Is it? The entire thread. Perfect. No judgment. Oh, thank you. Judges of the court have a copy? Is this today's? Yes, Judge. Okay. <coughs> Any objection? No. Okay. Mrs. Crumley, you knew the police were there. 430s admitted. Thank you, Judge. Not until I woke up, no. Not until you woke up. Correct. Okay. Now, we heard testimony yesterday, or throughout the trial, that 
911 was called at 10.43 p.m. You recall that? Uh, yeah, I saw on the video, correct. Okay, and on the video, the first officers arrived before 11 p.m. Correct. Okay, and either you or your husband, you couldn't tell from the video, but you tell me, was it you or your husband out there smoking? That was my husband. Okay, so your husband walks in shortly after the 911 caller walks in the building to call 911. Correct. That was on the video. Correct. Okay, and officers arrived. And then we've heard testimony from Mr. Kirtley, who had a studio there. We heard testimony from Sergeant Hendrick, who was in the Fugitive Apprehension Team, as well as Corporal Shaw with the Detroit Police SWAT Team about the amount of officers there. Correct. you recall that? I do. And you recall hearing the testimony that Corporal Shaw's team, their SWAT team, they actually used a 35-pound steel ram to bash in a door at the studio next to where you were at. You recall that testimony? I do. Okay. And your testimony was that you were asleep when the officers arrived? Yes, I was. Okay. But you had an alarm set for 6.30 in the morning on your phone, and that phone was found powered off, hidden in a tote, contained in a different tote, in a place away from the bed. Correct. You don't deny that? No. All right. And there are certain messages in 4.30. I'm going to go through them with you. This is actually to your attorneys. At the time, you had two attorneys. Marielle, this is Jennifer's phone. James and Jennifer are using Jennifer's phone now. That's it. December the 3rd, 2021, 6.04 p.m. Do you recall that? I don't, but I don't, I don't deny no, okay, it. Okay, you don't deny no. it. Okay. Your next message, the other phone broke. That's December the 3rd, 2021, 6.04 p.m. The response was, when you can, we would like for you to call us. That was from either... Ms. Smith, or at the time, co-counsel, Mary Elaine. Correct. Your response, I'm sorry, this is from Mary Elaine. Thank you. Shannon is calling you both shortly. At the top it says to and from. I'll make sure I'm, I'm identified for the record. From Shannon, Mary Elaine and I are going to come get you guys in the morning. We do not think it will help to make a statement that you're coming back now or that it will be tomorrow a.m., we can say that we told everyone you were coming back, and as of tomorrow a.m., you were back. That's Friday, December 3rd, 2021, 7.02 p.m. Correct. Right? Okay. So that's that's after James had already moved the car around and backed into the parking spot. I believe so. Okay. From Shannon, we can show them that everything we said was going to happen did happen. That's Friday, December 3rd, 2021, at 7.02 p.m. Right? Right. Your response, okay, that's at 7.03 p.m. From Shannon, I'm going to drive home from my office right now and call you guys in about 40 to 45 minutes so I can get all the bond factor information written down from Mariel and me. That's Friday, December 3rd at 7.36 p.m. Correct. Okay. Your response, okay, we'll be waiting, 7.37 p.m. Shannon, I'm going to call in one minute. That's at 8.54 p.m. that Friday night. Your response was okay. You recall? I don't, but I don't deny it. But you don't dispute the record. Correct. The next message you send was, think we might have found, don't know, just heads up, please check. December the 3rd, 2021, 11.14 p.m. That was written, but I do not believe it was written by me. Okay, you don't remember. Well, you just, you told us you don't remember any of these text messages. You just right, I read, I read through it, but... Um, you don't deny that this was on your phone, what we refer to as the burner or track phone. Correct. We were, both, we were both using that phone at the time because my husband's broke. Okay. Um, and then you wrote in quick succession, 
don't know, 11.16 p.m. We might have been found, 11.16 p.m., laying low, 11.16 p.m. You don't deny that these are the records? No, I don't. Okay. Response from Shannon. Okay. Friday, December 3rd, 2021, 11.16 p.m. Now, we know from all of the objective evidence, the testimony, the video, everything that the officers testified to, they were on scene before 11 p.m. You don't deny that? No, I don't. You don't deny that there were hundreds of officers on scene? I don't know how many were on scene. Okay. How many did you see when you got pulled out of that art studio? Honestly, I don't know. It all happened so fast. I knew there was more. There was a few. There was more than a few, but not hundreds. Some of the camera footage. Right. Okay. I do want to make a, a point so everyone's aware. This exhibit was just made admissible this morning. Correct. Okay. So we actually just received it this morning, and when you testified yesterday, you didn't know this exhibit was going to come into evidence. Correct. Okay. I want to talk to you now about the night before the shooting. Okay. November the 29th, 2021. You had testified that you got into a fight about grades with your son. Correct. Okay. Is that because you checked power school? Yes. Okay. During that fight, did you lock your son out of the house? We did not. You don't deny that he was outside of the house? He did, he did walk out of the house. He was upset. Okay. You told us that you took his phone. We did. That's not true, is it? It is true. We took, we took November his, the 29, 2021, your son filmed a 19-minute video while he was outside describing what he was going to do the next day. What time was that taken? 10 o'clock. I don't know if he got it back. I know he took um, the shooting range away and we took his gun away, so I don't know if he got it back. Okay. Now, all of the times that you were at the barn... There was nothing stopping you other than you told us he didn't want to go, right? Correct. There's nothing stopping you on November yeah, November the 30th, 2021, from taking him home. Correct. Nothing stopping you. You know, actually, I want to go back to what you just said. You took his gun away. We took the shooting range away. You said he took, you took his gun away. No, I said we took the shooting range away. Your son could have been with you those three, four, five times a week when you were at the bar. He could have, yes. Your son could have been with you on those times when you were with either Mr. Malash or somebody else. Mm, no. In the week, the week, the weeknights, he could have been with you after school, after work. I wasn't with Mr. Malash at those times. Okay, the other individuals then. I wasn't with them either at those well, times. According to the I, I might have I might have messaged people at those times, but I was not with anybody at those times. He could have been with you on the Halloween party. He did not want to go. It was a bunch of little kids. And on November the 30th of 2021 at 12.51 p.m., you could have been with him. I could have, yes. And you didn't? Nope. Thank you. Uh, Mrs. Crumbley, I just have two, two areas of uh, questions for you. Um, Mr. Keese played some recordings. Who were you on the phone with in those recordings? My dad. 
Okay, so you asked a couple of questions about calories, and then what was the other one? Um, the I guess the, ch- the child tax credit. Okay. How often did you speak with your dad? Um, during the summer, it was every day. Um, they went back to work. It was just on the weekends. They both are both teachers. And how many t- how many hours a day did you spend? Do you spend with other people? It, sometimes it's none. Um, sometimes it's when they walk by my cell, I'll talk to them. But I'm, I'm locked down 23 hours a day. I get one hour out by myself. Um, I talk to my clergy lady um, weekly, so I see her. Um, sometimes I talk to the church priest, or I'll talk to my attorney. But that's about the most human contact I get. So I, I guess one of my questions is when you do talk to people, you talk about, are there more conversations than just those? Right, there are. Okay. And then um, that night on um, December 3rd, going into the 4th, um, after 11, there was one phone being used, is that right? Correct. Whose phone was being used? It was, it was my burner phone. Who was using the phone? Uh, my husband was using the phone. Okay, were you also using it? Um, no, I was using my other phone. So he started using my burning phone, burner phone. I used the one with our regular phone number to do anything on. Okay, so these messages are from the burner phone. Correct. To myself and Mario. Correct. So the ones at after 11 o'clock, so at 11.17 or whenever these texts came in, what were you doing? When I saw the video of my husband going to the car and having a cigarette, I knew I was probably sleeping at that time because I did not like us not being together after what happened to us on the 30th when the police came to our house. So if he went out to have a cigarette, it was most without me, it was most likely because I was asleep. Okay. When you when guns were in your face and we saw that on the video, before that, had you been asleep? Yes. Are you absolutely sure about that? I'm positive. Okay. I have no further questions. Thank you. That's all for this week. If you want more on this case ahead of James Crumbly's trial, there's a link in the show notes to Court TV's in-depth coverage. And you can see me every weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern on my show, Closing Arguments with Vinnie Politan, where we dive deeper into the latest and most compelling true crime stories. Thank you so much for downloading. And as always, please don't forget to hug the kids. This podcast is a production of Court TV. Go to CourtTV.com for more content, trials on demand, and to find out how to watch Court TV in your area.